This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Bahumia. Ooh, I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Shorefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Hill home wrecker. Oh, nice. Oh. Because you better believe I'm going in there stirring some shit up. It's going to be Springer. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Springer up in there. <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Beverly Togold V, a lad who's glad that Galad's been had. Ooh. Was that a palindrome? Almost. <laughs> one word off, one letter off. Cool. You could have just lied to me and said yes, and I would have been like, no one would have checked. No one. I would never lie. A plus for my children, Caldwell and Emily. Um, Once again, another solid C. Solid C. Perfect streak. Keep it alive. I think I want to start getting B pluses. Really? Yeah. Just like the the pressure to keep the A plus, like hurt. Like if I was a B plus. All the time. Yeah. It's easy to get a B plus. <laughs> I was uh, proud when I got a B plus. Don't strive for the middle. <laughs> You're doing well. B plus is in the middle. You don't need B plus to. is the top. It's a plus. <laughs> C is the middle. No, C is C not. Is, C is not actually the middle. It actually is the middle. <laughs> it's, no, it's F D. No, because C, F is so extreme. Yeah, F is well, like F, you F is death, <laughs> right? F is extreme, and so is A. And C is the fucking middle. <laughs> That's like if you if, if you if you got all C's, you definitely graduated bottom half of your high school, definitely. So it's not actually average. Oh, it's but that's great grade. inflation, though. That's great that's... inflation. You know what? I side with Jake. Okay. It is the middle. It's just great inflation of all these people trying to get into. Hold Ivy up, hold up. Colleges. My players are siding against me. This has never happened before. <laughs> Literally never happened. All right, guys, let's do a little 
recap. So last week, you guys went in disguise to a gathering of an evil mage cabal called the Grave Robbers with Erdan the Necromancer. Glad addressed the crowd and instructed the mages to begin the mass teleportation of monsters to Bohemia immediately. The wizard crews teleported off, but you hid and sprung on Glad when he was alone. During the ensuing battle, Hard One was imprisoned in Glad's sword, where he joined his mother, the widow, in a demi-plane of her own personal hell, watching over and over again as her family was pulled apart by the Chosen. Hard one, you saw a vision of your father staying behind while your mother and Uncle Red escaped with you, but it wasn't quite as heroic as you'd originally heard. Elias's last stand uh, was less of a necessity and more of a point of pride. He didn't want to abandon his home and he wanted to die with honor. Meanwhile, uh, Bev, Moonshine, and Balnor did battle with Galad, who taunted them by projecting images of cities across Bohemia being attacked by monsters. Iron Deep, Frostwind, and Hill home were all being overrun. Back in the sword demiplane, Hard One faced a warped version of the Widow, who was bound by chains and consumed by her rage. Hard One eventually got through to her, telling her that she did indeed save the child. In the throne room, the rest of the boobs took the fight to Glad, while their allies on the material plane did the same. Just as the monsters were closing in on Hill Home, the Crick Elves and High Elves appeared and joined the defense. Back in the sword, Hard One had his first Real conversation with his mother during the reunion. You saw a crack of lightning deep in the distance. The widow picked up Hard One and began flying him towards it. As Moonshine struck a devastating blow to Galad on the material plane, she saw an image of the widow and Hard One emerging from the sword and helped pull them out. Hard One pulled his axe over his head to once again behead Galad, but instead passed it to his mother, who did the deed and claimed herself Lord of Shadowfell. Aliyup. <laughs> and that's where we are yes. now. Finally, it's 2019, a female Lord of Shadowfell. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you. I've been saying that. Yeah, the widow <laughs> agrees with you. Uh, so you guys all stand in this throne room with Erdan and the widow, who now holds the Sword of Shadows, this cursed blade full of tortured souls. Uh, you can see images of these warped ghostly faces uh, coming off the blade. And behind her is this throne of bone. And behind that is a giant glass window that looks out into the sky and the blood star, this dark red sun that gives the whole area a blood red tint. Widow. Oh, may I call you Lydia? I don't know what your preferences yeah, you are. Can just, you can call respect. me Lydia. Lydia's my name. Lydia. Okay, okay. I don't know. No, it's if, okay. I'm so sorry, but I'm a little concerned about the tortured souls inside your sword. Yes. And I was wondering if that had crossed your mind as well. I hadn't super thought it through. I I will certainly need to do some meditation, kind of reflect, find out who Love these souls meditation. are. Right, and yeah. I'll release those who are worthy of being released. Oh, wow. Pedergreens. You're a, a rebuttal. Counterpoint. Um, <laughs> those people in there are freaking knobs. <laughs> and um, I trap them in there. And um, if they didn't want to be trapped in a sword, why did they let me hit them with the sword? 
Okay, Pendergreen, <laughs> thank you so much You're for welcome, playing. Mother, I, 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 think, I think Shadowfell is in the right hands. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, as much as I would love to go off with you, my son, uh, you see she um, touches your cheek. Uh, I melt. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's much of a place for me on the material plane anymore. Honestly, I've been whatever it is I am longer than I ever was alive, and perhaps I can bring some light to this uh, otherwise gloomy place. Yeah, you know, I, I've been on this this quest for so long thinking that I needed to reunite you with dad. I needed to save you. And I, you know, I'm just happy that you're finally doing what you want. That's, that's all I want. Uh, you see, she claps your face. She, <laughs> um, puts hands on both sides of your cheeks. Uh, and Touch she, hands. um, <laughs> she pinches you and she goes, in some ways you're, so like your father and in some ways you're so much better i think those are the ways that i'm like you mama <laughs> she, gives, she, gives you a, she gives you a hug and gives you a big kiss <laughs> i'm a mama's boy now, yes. this is beautiful i i weep a small tear and i i take out a picture of me and look at it fondly <laughs> Uh, Lydia, I have to say I'm actually very, very excited to hear that you want to kind of bring some, not necessarily light, because it's not like light is better than dark. There's a lot of good things that happen in the dark. Right. But I'm so excited to hear because it, we met these bastards of none, and they got they got the short end of a stick. Uh, you see, she nods, and she goes, well, it seems like I have a lot of work here. Perhaps I should meet with... Some of them. Yeah, I'm not sure of the infrastructure. I don't know I, if people... I, I don't, no, no, no. I'm not trying to put anything on your plate just yet. Why don't you take some time, get used to the plate? <laughs> By the way, this yeah. is my friend Moonshine. Oh, I don't hi, know if you guys Moonshine Savage. <laughs> yes. We, we did meet one time. I think I, was, I, uh, I ogled you, and I'm sorry about that. I don't I remember you ogling me. Okay. <laughs> she ogled you, Mom. She ogled you big time. She ogled you to me, Elias, Elias, don't be a title. Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Elias. Jesus. <laughs> I said I'm sorry. I Mom, nudge, I nudge uh, him in the. She's room. nudging me. <laughs> All right, stop nudging. I stop get, nudging. I get hard one in a headlock. Uh, okay. I go into a rage and I get hard one. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Mom. Hard one. Um, go ahead and do a strength check against Moonshine. Moonshine, you get advantage because you're in a rage. Twenty-one. I got a twenty-one as well. Roll off. Roll off. <laughs> roll off just super intense it's like one of those stupid fights you get into Ooh. with your friends where it's just like everyone's laughing but things just keep getting more serious i only got a 14 but i'm gonna I use a luck point as well. oh, oh, my. it's got getting so heated but it's a stupid four. wrestling a, jo a joke fight becomes everyone real relax <laughs> 19 Fifteen plus four. This is insane. This is the most even fight of all. You guys are just wrestling I'm back so and proud. forth. Hard one gets out of the headlock and tries to take Moonshine down, but she sprawls and gets down and gets him in the headlock again. And then Hard one picks her up and starts running her like towards the window. And the widow grabs you. All right, children, I stop. Don't... Break it up. She started it. I like look at Hard one with like a crazed look in my eyes, but like a little bit of confused respect. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I think like Balnor and Bev are just like yeah. looking at each other, what? being like, "What is what, happening?" What? <laughs> <laughs> That's Beverly. That's Balnor. 
Hi. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you under different circumstances. When I was a revenant, I was kind of uh, consumed by my goal, by trying to find Galad and kill him. So kind of a workaholic. I wasn't, <laughs> in a way, yeah, uh, I, I didn't have, um, I wasn't of right mind, so to speak. Uh, but now I feel better than I have in a long time. Yeah. Well, you look radiant. Thank Ooh, you. I'm sorry I ogled you again. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm really again, sorry. Again, I wouldn't have known. You <laughs> That's you keep telling me. Right, yeah. She's kind of always on ogle. Yeah. <laughs> She's on auto-ogle. So I don't suppose I could convince you all to stay and just kind of be my queen's guard. We can all just kind of hang out here in Shadowfell. And... Oh, that sounds fun. If I had not been given a truly horrific sort of... Uh, matinee screening of what was going on on the material yeah. plane during that fight, I would be mighty tempted by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see Erdan speaks up and he goes, this was the first official battle of what I believe will be a long war to come. Yeah, I I gotta say, we gotta go fuck up the Allah. Yeah, she's kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah. Like, I... I'm just hitting myself for those early days where we even thought she had maybe an inkling of a good idea. The you, world's you changed. You can't blame yourself. I was in love with a Triss once, and it really <laughs> fucked me up, actually. Yeah, that's pretty much the same, I, I would say. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see Erdan walks over to the big glass window in the back of the room, uh, and he looks out, and he goes, Looks like the portal's still opened. I could direct us to Hillhome, or... Okay. I wouldn't mind... Uh, Getting to Hillhome and uh, connecting with uh, the headmaster at my university. Uh, you see, he avoids Moonshine's gaze. I, uh, I, I guess I kind of equally avoid it. <laughs> but under my breath, I'm like, I know what you're fucking saying. <laughs> What's everyone looking at? Is it that sconce? Yep, is that sconce? I wow. love it. Wow, the details. Which, yeah. which sconce? <laughs> that one. Can you fly up to it? I want to see what b- those Knock bones are made off. of. <laughs> I'll tell my mom. <laughs> Keep picking on me. <laughs> what if I call you Ellie? Yeah, call me Ellie. Do it. See, see what happens. I'll tell my mom she's the fucking Lord of Shadow. <laughs> I will have to banish you if you razz my son. <laughs> I understand. Everyone on the ship was calling me Captain Casper. I will, they will. They will pay Listen. for it with with their blood. <laughs> Hard one from one mama's boy to another. Put her there. I love my mom. I give Bella a hug. I love my mom. This is my, I love my mom too. Bring it in. Bring it in. Here's oh. hip hip for moms. Hip hip for, for moms. <laughs> okay, so it, this portal's open. We don't know how long it's going to be open, so I feel a bit of a fire beneath my cheeks to get through there. Yeah. However, I'm a little concerned about just chucking hard one yeah. through. I don't know, unless you're not scared, hard one. Well, the scuba suit is uh, 75% done. Oh, yeah, Papa, how Ream. is the scuba suit? Could we pivot and turn the scuba suit into an, an umbrella? Scumbrella. A scumbrella. A scumbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Papa just, like, shakes his head. Ream. Ream. <laughs> he pulls out his little sketchbooks. Ream. Ream. <laughs> Papa, Ream. Get, get over here. You fell in that battle. This was this was my son's first fall. Get over Ream. here. Ream. He starts crying again. He's a mama's boy, too. Okay, I look up, I put him into my overall bim, and I look at Bev, and I say, I think the scuba suit is on hold right now. Okay, we'll we'll put it back in the archives. Okay. Hard one, are you okay with going to Hillholm? I know that Iron Deep's in trouble, too. Yeah, you know, I... 
I would love to stay here and be your Queen's Guard, Mama, but uh, I feel like I got to kick the olive's ass with my friends. Yeah. And I feel like we got to go to Hill Home right now. Yeah. It's, that's the best way to help Iron Deep, too. Why don't we just, we go there, and if we arrive and it's a sunny day, we shove you in the bag of holding yep. and beat feet towards shade. Awesome. I could use a tuna sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I, your should coffin I, should is I go in, in the bag or should we just put you in your coffin? Why don't we just put you in your coffin? Coffin inside the bag of holding? Yeah. yeah. Slow yeah. Up. You can do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well before I leave, I'll... I'm gonna say bye to my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're okay, so your friends are putting you in a coffin inside of a bag? Yeah. This happens all the time. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is absolutely standard. Yes. Uh, I'm, I want to tie Glad's head to my mom's waistband. Oh, this and looks fantastic. It looks badass, mom. It's really great to share this moment with you. Um, and do we have, I have a scrying dagger. Yeah, so I gave you those scry daggers. That you made with Rosaline, right? Yeah. Um, here you go. I'm going to hand my mom a scry dagger. She takes it from you. Um, I'll call you every day. <laughs> um, hard one. It's kind of a one-way street. It means I'll spy on you every day. I'll spy on you every day, Mom. Okay. Oh, if it's scrying, I I can um just accept that you're doing it on me, and I'll know that the spell is being cast, and I can write you little messages and stuff. That sounds absolutely perfect. Right. Uh, you know, you should also check out Grimhawk. They have uh, soup on a plate. I don't know. Oh, in there. Interesting. That's like one of their things. Wow. Um, we got some friends over there. It was surprisingly fine. You're gonna have an awesome time here in Shadowfell. I'm gonna come back and visit. As long I can, I can do that, right? Well, you know, don't come back here dead. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll figure out a way to contact you once I get the hang of this sword and the hang of this title. It's cool. easy. You just have to, you just have to have a bunch of goblins stab you. You heard it here. I'll get stabbed <laughs> by a bunch of goblins and I'll visit you. I love you, Ma. I love you, son. She gives you a big hug and a big kiss, and she goes. I know you'll do great things and you'll pave your own way. You know, your father and I, we created the name Stormborn together. Those aren't our last names. We Really? When we got together, we decided that, you know, we flew around on these airships. We um, went on our own adventures together and we, we made our own identities. Just like me. That's why I go by Surefoot. Yeah. I'm an amazing climber, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, what was your last name before? It was Lynette before. And your father uh, didn't know his parents, um, but he was going by Elias Skyward. It was super dorky. Was, <laughs> that seems pretty lame. I probably won't ask him yeah, about it. No, he would. Um, honestly, he might beat you up if you ever meet him and mention Elias Skyward. That There's part of me that gets that from him for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, until we meet again, you, yeah. uh, it sounds like you have grand plans. Um, you let me know when you need my sword and my soldiers. We will. Absolutely. And before I leave, I just, I was kind of, a, I was kind of resigning myself to the idea that I may have to take over Shadowfell. So I had Pawpaw write up a couple yeah. ideas I had about how <laughs> to sort of turn the place a little more positive. So Pawpaw, you want to hand those over? Yeah, yeah. Papa uh, goes into his legal binder, uh, pulls out a bunch of papers and hands it to her. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be quite busy. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if you if you are looking for other ideas, of but course, no yes. pressure, but I just wanted to give it as stuff mm -hmm. I was thinking about. Yeah, here's the carbon copy. I hand her a legible version. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, may the blood star guide your judgment. 
Oh, I. Yeah. You know what? I might start saying that. Yeah. Oh, may the blood free. star guide your judgment. Feels good. Yeah. All right. That's a cool slogan. <laughs> yeah. Put that on a bumper yeah, sticker. Yeah. That's for once you guys are sort of doing like a tourist outreach right. kind of moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right, we're gonna Mom. turn this place around. I'm gonna make you proud up there. Uh, now I have to go into my coffin and get inside a <laughs> bag. Right. Uh, but be who you are, Elias. <laughs> Peace out, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. you. This is Skyward all over again. Uh, cool. So you guys say your final goodbyes to uh, Lydia. Uh, and you descend the stairs uh, through the secret entrance through which you entered the castle. You reach the elevator and the heat hits you again. You're in this giant hell forge. Uh, you see that there are some monsters still working, uh, so some just uh, want to stay living, want to stay in Shadowfell. They don't need to, they don't have unfinished business, they don't need to live somewhere else. These will end up being, you know, Lydia's minions. I give them the kind of like, how's it going nod you do when you're like walking the dog and then there's somebody else on the other street walking the dog. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do a real cartoonish, it's a living, <laughs> Flintstone well, style. Technically not. <laughs> I get paid and how much I love the work. <laughs> uh, Papa did put in um, start paying the minions uh, into the paperwork. Yeah, I, I think Meow. that's important. Meow. You know, Absolutely. right now they're working for tips, and I just think that ain't right. <laughs> I earn a living wage. I, I, I tip all of the minions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Never had this happen before. Wow. <laughs> you people are you people are too much. Yep. Keep well, it up. We're fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys see. Um, uh, the elevator uh, is still there, but the giant uh, Hulk that was like pulling it is no longer there. Uh, but Erdan summons this giant, it looks like a giant mage hand, uh, but it is the spell Bigby's hand. It is a stronger kind of mage hand, uh, and it begins pulling the chain for you guys, and you guys begin descending down through the forge uh, until you guys reach a platform near the bottom. It is one stop higher than the sea level through which you entered. Uh, you can surmise that this stop will take you to lower Ember Heaven near uh, where the bridge is and where you can enter the city. Uh, so the elevator creaks to a halt, and you walk off through a dark tunnel with a light in the distance, uh, but not the normal kind of soft red daylight that uh, is typical of a Shadowfell afternoon. Uh, there are streaks of red and orange that move in waves. Uh, you can assume this is coming from the portal. Uh, so as you guys exit the tunnel, your eye is immediately drawn to this massive gate at the archway of the bridge. It has a black center, like a giant black hole, and it's surrounded by this fiery red and orange ring of arcane energy that licks the air. It's so big and powerful that you feel drawn into it as if it's kind of affecting the gravity around you. You see some little pebbles and rocks moving next to you, and Erdan looks at you guys and he goes, um, any last thoughts before we jump in there? Uh, can you do a cannonball? I, I don't see why not. I'm going to okay. go for a jackknife. Yep. <laughs> Everyone do performance checks as they jump into the portal. I'm going to okay. swan dive into my coffin. Erdan's going to go for a can opener. Uh, 14. He did pretty good. Uh, pretty solid can opener from Erdan. Uh, you see he jumps forward, jumps into the black hole, holds one foot back, uh, other leg straight, and goes, woo. <laughs> 11 for my jackknife. 11 for your jackknife. Yeah. Moonshine, you get way too much torque and hurt your <laughs> neck and yell ow as you get sucked into the portal. 
Uh, it's gonna be a 14 on the cannonball. 14, pretty solid cannonball. Um, tight and low. You just, you know, you don't have that weight to make a big arcane splash as you go through. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. You see Bev um, goes through, and there's almost like uh, a liquidity to the like black hole, and you see it just doesn't make a very big just splash like when, not, yeah, not, when not Bev goes through. Yep, just a little bloop. <laughs> I had a 19 on my swan dive. Oh, beautiful swan dive. <laughs> Only Balnor's around to witness it. You hear him do a small gasp. <gasps> like, just <laughs> at how beautiful it is. Uh, and then uh, Balnor cannonballs in after you. How's Balnor's cannonball? Uh, you guys don't see. Um, oh. he, immediately he gets in, he goes, I got a huge splash, gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to teach me how, Balnor. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are just like screaming this over just like shrieks of arcane noise. You guys enter the portal and it's the strange sensation uh, because you are physically shooting forward, but it feels like you're falling. You just have absolutely no control over your body, just flying at maximum velocity through this strange subspace tunnel, just black and orange and red energy all around you. You're all in this group um, around each other. Um, and ahead, you see that the tunnel widens and forks into separate paths, and each individual path looks like it has a mini portal with swirling energy. You see Erdan holds his hand up uh, to cast a spell uh, that forces you all together with a push of telekinetic energy and aims you towards the portal on the far left. You shoot through the gate and the energy around you goes from red to orange to bright yellow until finally it's white and you feel yourself slipping away until you lose consciousness. Oh, no. You awake. You feel a warm Spring breeze, the green leaves of uh, beautiful, healthy trees sway overhead. Uh, nearby, there's a babbling brook. You can see uh, beautiful mountain ranges in the distance with snow-covered tops. Um, Bev, you recognize this to be Hill Home when, when you would like visit here in the summer huh. and such. Uh, you guys shuffle around as you get up, except for Hard One, who is in his coffin inside the bag. So Hard One, you might just think you're dead. You're just like, you, you went unconscious uh, inside a coffin. You woke up in pitch blackness. <laughs> um, but the rest of you guys, um, Bev, you kind of shuffle around as you get up, um, disoriented. Uh, you see that Balnor, Moonshine, and Erdan are there with you. Um, and you move around some leaves uh, as you're kind of propping yourself up. And you see that hidden under some foliage is a teleportation circle. Um, mm. These ritualistic markings, uh, about 20 feet in diameter in this hidden spot, uh, of the forest meant to direct monsters to hill home. Uh, so you guys are in this forest. Uh, you see mountains to one side of you. And uh, on the other side, you guys hear people. You hear like a little bit of a commotion. I look to that side. Sweet. Go ahead and make a perception check. Shout out to the two crew. Uh, still a little uh, woozy from the teleportation. I think I probably landed pretty hard on my tailbone from that cannonball. Uh, <laughs> I don't see much. <laughs> uh, you don't see anything because um, the woods here are pretty thick. Okay. Uh, you know that uh, your dad used to like take you out into the woods like hunting and like fishing and things like that out oh, here. Yeah. Um, you know you're probably not too far from the town because the monsters got into the town right quick. Uh, Moonshine, go ahead and give me a perception check. 23. Um, Moonshine, you hear that there's some celebrating. It sounds like maybe it's not, uh, it doesn't sound like anybody's in direct peril. It doesn't sound like monsters are still there. Okay. 
Y'all, I think there's celebration happening. Oh, that's great. I mean, we could go join them, but I feel like we should figure out what to do with Hard One. Let's, um, let's take care of what we need to take care of first. I don't want anyone to be unnecessarily spooked. Uh, I think we want to go in um, with our best hearts and our best faces forward. Okay, I will just get in his coffin and reincarnate him right here now. That's Hell yeah. Oh shit, sister. Wow. <laughs> let's do it. So let's find a nice shady place just yeah. in case I go in there, reincarnate him, and he comes out as a vampire again. <laughs> um, and a vampire I think centaur. <laughs> one could only dream. <laughs> uh, I think I'll crawl into the coffin. Okay. And uh, begin my ritual. Sweet. Um, Bev, would you like to aid in the ritual in any way? Absolutely. I think Balnor and I are on either side playing like Taito drums. Great. Um, so it's just like boom, 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 boom. I think I I crawl in there. I look almost like almost I look like almost like a serpentine as I crawl in, <laughs> and as I crawl in, all of my clothes are like forced off my body because that's how oh I, <laughs> I work with Melora. Bev looks away. <laughs> you think you've died, and suddenly Moonshine crawls in your coffin naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you ready? Balnor, look is away. Balnor? <laughs> it's happening. You ready? I this is what you want, No, right? it's going to be like this. <laughs> 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 this is my first time. <laughs> uh, I think I say, yeah, I didn't think that you'd been reincarnated before. I know. I was just making a joke. Let's <laughs> 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 do this. Um, and then I think that I make I make like really sensual eye contact <laughs> but then my eyes without breaking eye contact like roll back into my head <laughs> she begins I, speaking in tongues yeah and I start speaking in tongues <laughs> this is still reincarnate right <laughs> can I uh, pray to Pelor to aid in this makeover yes cool you want to do a religion yeah check? go ahead and make a religion check that's in that 20. Hell yeah. Ah, there Sweet. You know Ballora Ballora got something going on. So Sweet. Ballora comes out with so many Tommy Bahama shirts. <laughs> Bev, as you pray to Ballora to kind of help with this ritual, you see that light kind of swells around you, and it's almost like taken from the sky. It, it's almost like Ballora is like approving of you helping your friend here. Like he's making it a little bit more hospitable for oh. him out here. Uh, it gets like a little darker. Like the sun starts to set a little faster. <sighs> Even in the absence of light, true light can be found. Um, all right, and then with my eyes rolling back in my head, uh, kind of writhing, but like snake-like, not even sexy, um, <laughs> I cast reincarnate. Okay, so you guys are in this coffin. Moonshine is writhing like a snake. Um, <laughs> Balnor and Bev have no idea what's going on. I guess they assume just like, they're hooking up. <laughs> we're just playing drums playing the and drums. looking at each Is other. Is this part of it? <laughs> I don't know. Just go. Just keep playing uh, the drums. Uh, Erdan's just like over on the side. This is definitely not part of it. As we far got as you I- a drum, Erdan. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go look for birds. <laughs> he starts to walk off. Um, you guys inside the coffin. <laughs> Does he find in, any birds? In, yeah, I know. I want to know more about the birds. <laughs> Let me roll a nature check for Erdan. Uh, nine. Uh, just just a, a seagull. <laughs> it steals his lunch. Oh, sure. He's oh, going to find cock. No. <laughs> what was he having for lunch? Uh, he stole a tuna sandwich from Balnor. Hey, put that back. I knew he was bad. <laughs> the least you could do is drum. 
Uh, so you guys inside the coffin, um, and you can hear the drums beating from the outside, and it starts to get quieter and quieter and quieter until it sounds like uh, Bev and Balnor have either stopped playing or they're not there anymore. Are you scared? Yes. Yeah, you guys are just you guys are just in the pitch black right now in this coffin. I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. But I think my part, I, I think I set it in motion, but now it kind of goes on its own. I start writhing like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> you start All writhing. Right, I writhe again. <laughs> you guys both writhe like a snake. And you guys writhe Rides so much that you, <laughs> you, you writhe so much that you bump the top off your coffin. Um, and you see uh, that the world around you, much like um, when you were in that strange demi uh, sort of in-between plane uh, when Melora healed the crick, um, outside, once again, looks like an oil painting. So all like the yellows and the greens and the browns of the forest have all combined and all the edges are kind of smoothed. Uh, you see that Bevan Balnor there as well, just kind of looking around in wonder. Wow. Melora? You hear uh, a voice in the distance go, Moonshine Sybin, I <laughs> thought you didn't believe in me anymore. Uh, and you see Melora begins um, walking towards you. She's this uh, extremely tall, ancient fae goddess. Uh, her ears are super long, go up um, way over her head. She has very sharp features, sparkling blonde hair, the greenest eyes you've ever seen, and uh, this giant green long bow that crackles with arcane energy and she you goes looking good oh am i yeah <laughs> lately you've been saying that you could do a lot of things on your own <sighs> melora the way that you work is beautiful but it is not the most well you don't coddle those who love you and there's something great about that, but in my weaker moments, sometimes I want to be coddled. Uh, you see she nods, and she goes, you know my feelings on the natural order of things. I know. Sometimes you're the predator, sometimes you're the prey. Yeah, too true. God, I love you. You mind if I get that as like a rib cage tattoo? <laughs> Would you like me to... Um... Yeah! Give you a well, are we, are we, I know today isn't about me, but Harwan, do you mind if I just real quick get a ribcage tattoo from Melora? Honestly, I forgot that I'm even here. <laughs> um, you guys look at Harwan, and um, you see that he is now a spirit. Like he has a ghostly form. Uh -oh. Sort of a bluish hue, and you can see through him. Bev thanks Captain Casper, but doesn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Moonshine, minor illusions, a uh, a banana peel in front of Bev. <laughs> Careful, Bev. Uh, and you see... Um, the moment is right. <laughs> Molora does inscribe uh, the sometimes you're the predator, sometimes you're the prey. Um, wise words of the goddess onto your rib cage. Awesome. It looks super trashy and hot. Uh, <laughs> well, it, especially it's also glow in the dark. belly change. Yeah. 
glow in the dark. This is awesome. Melora, I am so sorry that the smallness in me came before you and, and I just I wanted to just be around you, but today is actually about my friend Hardwan and I need I need your blessing to allow him to transcend a curse. She nods. You see she walks over to Hard One the Spirit. Um, and she says to you, There's no shame in death. Death is a natural part of life. Yeah, I'm down I'm down with death. I've been hanging out with Moonshine for a long time. <laughs> uh, but I just got some shit that I had to finish up first. Well, I normally don't like to interfere with the natural order of things, but as is your way, my queen. As is my way. <laughs> uh, you see, she grabs you by the shoulder and she goes, no queens, no kings. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't listen to me, but do. But don't, if that makes sense. God, you're do so if confusing. You want I love do. it. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, I'm so sorry. No one look at me. Oh. This must be a weird Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> Just play cool, Palnor. Malora goes... In this situation, um, where someone has been cursed by something unnatural, I can, I can help you. Many warriors throughout the ages have perished to the elements out in nature. Their spirits have passed, but I have preserved their bodies for cases like this. They all lie intact in the same place they met their death. Uh, you see, she waves her hand. And you see several projections pop up. One of a block of ice on the side of a mountain covered in snow. Another at the bottom of the sea, a jungle, etc. Just all of these landscapes, these treacherous landscapes uh, where warriors died long ago. And she goes, now to speak to the spirits and find out which one would... Loan their body to your cause. She holds her hands up. Her eyes glow green. And she begins shaking and speaking in tongues, writhing like a snake in her clothes. <laughs> <fall off. laughs> As a is the way of Melora. Of absolute vision. <laughs> uh, she looks possessed. Uh, you see ghosts are literally swirling out of her. They're like coming out of the projection. You see her like in a flash speaking to all of these different spirits. Kind of this crazy dance of um, ghostly projections. Finally, uh, she goes back to normal. Uh, she blinks and she looks at you hard one and she goes I have some good news. There is a warrior willing to give you their body. It's not a boot, is it? Hard one, go ahead and roll <laughs> your reincarnation <laughs> check. Oh. And I will say, we had said in the past that we would let you roll with advantage. Essentially roll two and pick the one that you like more. Mm -hmm. We will definitely be allowing that because Bev got a nat 20 for Pelor to help. Heck yeah. Bev, you see uh, in the one projection of the sea, uh, you do see the big kahuna uh, surfing a big wave. Oh, the buff king himself. <laughs> uh, and I will say... Does he let you call him a king? Absolutely. And he <laughs> is a king. Neat. And we oh, stand but I kind of like that she won't let me call her a queen, but she is my queen. <laughs> 
he is king, he is dad, he is all in one, and he is rad, <laughs> and he is fun. No dads, no masters. <laughs> um, so for everybody at home, uh, the reincarnation spell uh, is going to allow hard one to roll and be given a new body and be cured of his vampirism, but his his current vo- body will just turn to ash and go away. Uh, we have made a custom table because there were a few character races that would make hard one quit the show like halfling he doesn't want to be a halfling just rude honestly just rude i have to be tall we did leave gnome on here we did leave gnome on here just for yeah, for just it to be to have just in you. case i need to be punished for yeah. eliminating halfling <laughs> so we did add some things from volo's guide and a few other of the expansion races so hard one has a potential of coming back as a gnome an iron deep dwarf a frostwind dwarf a genasi a high elf a Crick Elf, an Asimar, a Half Elf, a Half Orc, a Goliath, a Human, or a Tiefling. It's quite a list. And I'm allowed to use my luck points to uh, to roll five times, right? <laughs> I would maybe let you use it once if you um, roll real bad and you beg me. If he uses a luck point, does he get to roll with advantage again? Because of Pelor. Mm. Pelor's still surfing. We're still surfing. I think both like the tides. The tides. Don't still. push it. I'm already letting <laughs> okay, it roll. Okay, I'll okay, Venmo okay. you fifty bucks, dude. <laughs> Jake. Okay. Oh, I'm so nervous. Roll. I believe I rolled a one, <gasps> and that is a gnome. <laughs> oh my god. Indeed. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Malora goes, all right, well, shall I take you to him? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, or uh, as you would say, I don't care. <laughs> oh my God, that was so good. Harlan, you're funny. making a really good impression. I love this. <laughs> I do a really bad wink at Moonshot. <laughs> <laughs> I do a really bad wink back. <laughs> uh, you see, she takes your hand and um, even though you're a ghost, you feel her touch. And she grabs you, and she pulls you into one of these windows, uh, the one of a sea. Uh, You see choppy waters. You don't see land anywhere. Are you becoming a merfolk? (laughs) A merfolk in a bullywug bullywug scuba suit. Uh, You see she takes you, and she pulls you into the sea. And um, you're not swimming, you're both gliding down to the ocean floor. I take Bev's hand as we watch this. Are we watching this? Can we see this happening? Yeah. Oh. I take Bev's hand, just quietly. Uh, And she goes, this warrior never felt like he belonged. He was different than the people he grew up with, and he left his hometown to find adventure. And unfortunately was killed during a battle at sea. He was shot with an arrow and fell into the ocean and drowned here. Like you, he was torn between two worlds and and never really felt at home. He was a half-elf. You see... (laughs) She gestures uh, uh, to... Um, some sand at the bottom of the sea and you see this perfectly 
preserved half-elven um, warrior down here. Uh, does still have like an arrow in his ribs, um, but his body is preserved. All right, yeah. When you're... Quads look a little thin, but I can... <laughs> you mind if I press the calves real quick? <laughs> you go, you press the calves. He seems pretty strong. All right. All you right. got some work to do. That's true. This is a fixer-upper. <laughs> when I spoke to him, I told him your story, and he said that you found an adopted family, that you found love with the Crick people. Yeah, the family you choose. She nods and she goes, he had hoped to one day make it to the Crick, somewhere where he could be accepted. The Crick's a beautiful place and I can bring him there. I'm going to introduce you to the mayor, motherfucker. (laughs) Hardwin, your spirit um, flies into this body. Uh, You see Melora picks it up, pulls him out of the sea and brings half-elf hard one into this um, demi-plane with all you guys. You guys see from the outside this handsome, little bit more pretty boyish, but still has a little bit of that human edge. Uh, how's the V looking? V is very vicious. <laughs> so the body begins taking on some of hard one's own traits. And kind of becomes halfway between this half-elven man and the old hard one. You see, uh, he still has the beard. The human half of him allows him to have a beard. Uh, (laughs) It's less less of like a big... An elf with a beard? Shut up. You glowed up. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Of course you'd reincarnate. I shrunk. (laughs) It's less of a shaggy kind of... um, Like, hard one had a big fucking Viking beard, and this is much more of like a well-maintained beard. Oh, it's tight. Yeah, it's a very... Uh, I'm going to need you to cast major illusion on this thing every <laughs> once in a while. It's uh, a clean cut. It's got Robin Hood kind of look. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hard One now has um, the pointed ears of a half-elf or somebody with elven blood. His eyes shine a little bit brighter. He's just overall prettier. Thanks, dude. <laughs> would you say... Thank God would, he's still hot. Would you say he's a little more feminine? I would oh. say that. Moonshine shutters. <laughs> Uh, and hard one feels a little bit better about the mass that he lost. Hard one, you um, wake up in this body. Oh Jesus, my pants are loose. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't. You immediately just put on your old clothes, <laughs> and you see your vampire body has turned to ash. Do you want us to save that or? No, no, no. Let okay. it go. Good riddance. Yeah, we could put it in a vial, like wear it as a necklace. I'm, I'm accustomed to you, wearing folk and my jewelry. Do that's you? true. I would be honored to be a belly chain for you. Okay, I, I <laughs> put it in it. a vial and add it to the belly chain. <laughs> uh, you see, um, Melora uh, looks at you, hard one, and she goes, "I hope that you honor the warrior spirit and you return him to the crick." I promise you, I will. I know you don't like to get involved, Melora, but I I appreciate what you've done for me. She nods. You're my queen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no queens, no yeah. dads, no masters. No, right. uh, she throws up a peace sign. <laughs> and she starts I love you. <laughs> walking away. Who cares? Whatever. I love you, the queen. Bye. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you guys appear back in the Hill Home Forest, hard one as a half elf. Okay. Okay. Oh my freaking goddess. This has been like, we have been waiting for this and stressing about this for so long. And now it's here and somehow you look hotter? Yeah. You really think so? I just feel like I I lost a lot. Hold of on. We're gonna have to do these squat the squats every morning, Beverly. This is all the more reason to do squats. Yeah, twice a day. We're going to do two a day. We're going to two a days. You see Erdan walks back to the teleportation circle with um two birds on uh, each arm. Uh, and he looks up and he goes, oh, uh, the birds freak out and fly away. Oh, you lost a lot of weight. A lot or just, yeah, you can tell. Uh, uh, emotional ways, what Erdan dense. means. He's yes. dense now. It's denser. I could tell that you were drinking blood before, whereas now you eat normal food. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, grab some food out of the bag oh, for hard one. I grabbed some uh, creek water. Yeah. Oh, I huff and huff you and huff. huff. the creek water. <laughs> it, it gets you fucked up just like it used to. I smashed my forehead against moonshine. Oh. too. I, I, <laughs> Hey, if I was going to come back as anything, I'm proud to come back as half of you. I got to be honest. You look good. Thank you, Muchana. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. Thanks for calling on your God. Thanks for thanks for fucking bringing me back. I'm glad my queen delivered. She really did. <laughs> I'm glad she did. But also, I saw Pelora surfing in the sky. So, Bev, get in here. Yeah. Oh, gladly. Time, baby. Without Pelora, that dude would have been a gnome. <laughs> Oh, I would have fucking killed myself. <laughs> Whoa, easy. We weren't going to say anything, easy, but yeah. Man. You look good, man. We saw Pelor surf in and then just kick the gnomish spirit away. It was wild. <laughs> but also he gave Melora the most like, I'll see you later, girl, kind of look. There was kind of a, there a wink. There is something going on between the two of them. He it's kept... like um, the sexual tension between the two of them is like a mist. Uh, Pelor kept his distance, though. Do you? That wasn't... Yeah, I think my honestly, fault was it? No, 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 no. I think it's Melora. Melora. Oh, sure, yeah. She's got a bit of a not answering his phone calls. Yeah, I think she she like kind of plays with you a little bit, and it like feels really good, but also a little fucked up. Yeah, you know, I could see Pelora not wanting to get like too attached. Exactly. But yeah. like, oh, hard hard one. We will uh, need to change your stats a bit. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. yeah, we can handle that later. But um, just know that your oh. your body feels a little different. Yeah. yeah. You, do have, you, you have higher charisma. Can we test it out? I will cast, just so you know, I take him aside. Bev, you can come to this too. Oh, thank you. Just so you know, if like things ain't working out, I, I'll try it again. You we know? just keep on killing me. Well, we can just, I, I'm just trying to say, like, this is a big thing, and I just want to say I'm here for you. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Apparently, it's easy. That. You just get in a coffin, and then you come out someone else. <laughs> I've died enough, I think. Okay. <laughs> you look to, great. I've, you I've look never, great. I've never felt prettier. Oh. <sighs> Pass me a crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This one's mostly brown stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think all of, all of you guys have not seen, like, the actual sun in a long time like you guys have been out yeah. of the material I plane for a long a time blanket yeah it's it's, oh, go- it's gorgeous here the caboose is here <laughs> and hard one you straight up i mean you thought maybe you would never see the sun again yeah i love not killing animals i'm so relieved i thought for sure you'd come back as like a goliath and have a really nice spirit about it but i would see a little bit of sadness in you this is this is how I see myself, you know? Oh, that's I've great. always been half elf ever since I met oh. you. 
hey, let's <laughs> let's test that body out, huh? Uh, Beverly goes and grapples him. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hard one, go ahead and do um, an acrobatics check. 13. What'd you get, Beth? Oh, God. <laughs> It's a natural 20. <laughs> Bev fucking kicks your ass. It's fine. You should have seen me the first time I wore heels. <laughs> okay. Baldor, hand me my coffin. I'm doing uh, no, coffin squats. No, you got you to gotta just get used to the body, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just not used you to gotta it. You got to get used to it, dude. <gasps> I just, you I'm used just to relax. it. Give me the coffin. Bev, did you need to go that hard, dude? I'm sorry. Did you need to go that hard on him? I just, oh, I thought, I don't know. Bev, I just, shit, actually. Way off, Bev. I, I think Bev, Bev doesn't know his own strength. He's a young, grown boy. <laughs> He's Balnor. had a lot of crick water. Yeah. Balnor, pass me that. Pass me my hammer. <gasps> Don't worry, Bev. It's not about you. Um, oh. uh, Balnor uh, reaches in the bag, pulls out the queen's hammer, and hands it to you. You grab it, and it does not reject you. Oh. Is you... there a babbling brook nearby that we can heat up? <laughs> oh, I'm on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I stick my hands into the water, and I, cra- I cast control water and you make guys... it bubble. I call my dwarven daddies. Yes. You see three dwarven spirits emerge. Ardwen, you never call anymore. Where have you been? I was, uh, I was Some a Some evil for a person while. stole the hammer. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I was a vampire, but now look at oh. me. I'm a half elf. Look at you, you beautiful boy. <laughs> Starring Steve Carell. Thanks, <laughs> We watch that. We watch, the, we watch a lot of movies in the hammer. It's oh, you have hot tub here. That's why I called you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm making a hot tub for y'all. You are now beautiful inside and out. Uh, your dwarven daddies kiss you, uh, and they get in the hot tub. Oh yeah, so good to relax. I mean, we relax in the yeah, hammer. Yeah, sounds like you guys just watch flicks. We all pretty day. much just watch flicks, but it's good to just get some air. Hammer very dark, very just. Sit there. He likes to watch Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh man, I'm so on. sorry. What? It's not my fault. It's cool. It's <laughs> I funny. take a bath bomb and I put it into the uh, <laughs> a homemade one. It just starts sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> There's Ooh. acorns in it and dirt. <laughs> this is Crick Bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Crick Bad Bomb. Very, oh, st- <laughs> very strange. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Either rat. <laughs> I love you, either rat. I feel like just crawdads are just floating up to the surface dead. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm slinging them back. Yeah. Oh, I, I, tried, I tried to eat one. I see he reaches his hand and somehow feel hot tub, but cannot eat crawfish. It does not make any sense. I do not know. The rules are weird. The rules are weird. <laughs> Oh, y'all, I feel so relieved. It's good to have you back. Yeah, it's real nice. And to be you, back. you three. Yes. Yeah, always a pleasure. Good to be back. Yes, been gone for a long time. This is one big tub. One big yeah. tub. One big tub. One big tub. Yeah. All right, fine. Yeah, I get in. in. I put on a modest one one piece. <laughs> After you having like just what? gotten so new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing one piece as well. She was she was naked when we showed up, and now she's in water and is wearing more clothes. Well, you know, we're sharing a hot tub. There's a hygiene issue. Yes, it makes sense. I'm dirty in the hammer. Yeah. Beverly's a bathing robe. (laughs) Uh, So you guys uh, take a little time. You guys kind of relax, and you hear 
the voices that you had heard celebrating kind of dying down a little bit. Uh, and Erdan walks over. He's just been kind of weirdly watching you guys from the corner, kind of Bran Stark style. <laughs> and he goes, perhaps we should survey the damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. So, so this is real time. We're showing up and, and they just finished fighting. So, so it would seem. We should go okay. confirm that. Yeah. Let's go check it out. Daddy's okay. back in the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to go back in. You want to towel off first? Yeah, I'm pruning a little bit. Yeah. And towel off. You know what? They might do that thing for a second where you like sit on the edge of the hot tub and you just kind of put yeah. your feet in. Right. Which just kind of cool yeah. off. Sure, just yeah. cool off. Just and there's, there's a that. lot of great Steve Carell flicks uh, <laughs> yeah. inside the hammer. Oh, is that the right? Do you guys have any library. recommendations? Uh, yeah, welcome to Marwin for sure. Oh, for in- sure interesting. You know, I got to say, I got to say, what's that movie? Crazy, crazy Stupid Love. Crazy. That's oh. a good Sexual one. chemistry between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling is quite enjoyable. Interesting. Two yeah. sexy people having Two sexy chemistry. people having chemistry. Steve it's, so Carell it's nice. also it's nice. very likable. We yeah. like him. Yeah. Foxcatcher is a really interesting role to check Fo- out. We have not yeah. seen yeah. the Foxcatcher. Yeah. He did Fo- not yeah. want to uh, smack the ghost of Bronzebeard. He did not want to watch Foxcatcher. <laughs> well, he just <laughs> watched wanted... Big Bang Theory all day. <laughs> he wanted to watch Date Night, which I like Steve Carell, so we've kind of went in the middle there. Happy compromise. We thought it was fine. You guys yeah. got to get a second account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only have one TV. <laughs> so, you know. No, you can set there. up set, you can set up uh, multiple accounts on one TV. Oh, yeah. really? You yeah. have to yeah. go fuck with your You know what? Why not just go Do you guys want to come into my Do you guys want to come into my gym? <laughs> Um, no, no, that sounds weird, but in like a bad way, not in the way that the bath bomb was weird and good. <laughs> well, we're going back into the hammer. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah, no, you guys go your way, I'll go my way. Ha, we have a lot of friends that live in stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost goes back in the hammer. God, it makes you, it makes you not look at objects the same way again. Yeah, never. Everything you're like, is a human soul lurking in there? Chances are good. By the way, Pettergreens, that was super desperate, man. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Was it obvious? Came across that way. It just seems like they have a like, good thing going on over there. I true. thought maybe we could have like a friend situation. I could Three be the Joey. Three of them, one of you. Yeah, yeah right it's on. kind of unfair. Uh, yeah, give me a give me a buddy, right? Okay, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna keep an eye out for a buddy for you. All you right. let me know if we're interacting with someone that's like totally vibing Seems with rad. you, um, but also deserves to be oh. trapped in a belly chain. Just uh, let me know. Moonshine, yeah. we should odd couple him. We should find someone I that know, will improve him. I know. Okay, yeah. But here's the thing: is we need someone that we don't mind <laughs> trapping in a belly chain. Sure. So there's like they gotta kind of suck a little bit. Hard one looks at Erdan. <laughs> Um, are you sure you're not a vampire? You're looking at me like you have some malicious intent. <laughs> I think he's just, just impressed. Here. <laughs> we got to use to my new eyes. Yeah, he's just impressed by how good you are at finding birds. Uh, I am quite good at finding birds. <laughs> All right, Erdan, lead us, lead right. us to this celebration. So you guys um, begin. Uh, you follow Erdan. You exit the forest, and you see this quaint little town. Not unlike the Shire from Lord of the Rings. <gasps> oh, hill home. You're in halfling country, baby. Uh, you see rolling hills of green grass with these hobbit hills built into the side of them with round doors, gardens with pumpkins and other vegetation, lemon trees and orange trees. Uh, you see a bunch of little farms and farmhouses, pens and areas for cows and other animals to graze. Uh, they don't see many of them out. They were likely hidden away uh, in barns and stuff during the battle. 
Uh, you do see that while the town seems mostly intact, that there is a path of destruction. Uh, you see um, a line of smoldering homes that have been burned down. You see crops have been trampled. A few barns have been destroyed. Uh, this looks to be the area that the halflings had evacuated and pulled back to lure the monsters to the airship uh, and the um, waiting elves. Beverly looks to see if the graphic scroll shop has been destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roll a pure luck check. (laughs) Oh, it's a 10. A 10? Uh Um, It's smoldering, but it it looks like it's standing. (gasps) And in fact, there's nobody there right now. It's evacuated. Okay. Uh, I go in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You go into the graphic scroll store, and um, you are... Uh, essentially a kid in a candy shop, you see a bunch of Ulfgar scrolls, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, scrolls about like legendary elves and um, like legendary Goliath barbarians and Ooh. stuff. Do I see anything about uh, illustrated guides to being a better cleric? So this is kind of a comic shop. Okay. So you don't find any instructional guides or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but you do find uh, a graphic comic series uh, about some super pious uh, dwarven cleric. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> who's just like a badass godfighter. Named Brunhild? Yes, named Brunhild. Aww. Named after uh, Emily's dwarf cleric. <laughs> the, um, the Brunhild Chronicles. I pick, <laughs> I pick up the, the books and say, like, I, I want to get this for Erlen. Um, can I have some of the money? Oh, of course, yeah. Cool. Truly, I, this is you, a completely abandoned shop that is a little bit on fire. If I you know. want, if you want money for anything, I'll never say no. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to. It's your money. I want to make sure. I lay down a hundred gold. <laughs> That's I put way it, too much. I put it in what's left of the cash register. Yeah. All a hundred gold? No, I guess probably. Like I mean, I give a hundred yeah. gold. Okay. <laughs> they have to rebuild. Yeah, we'll 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 distribute that What about that twelve elsewhere. gold? Sure, that's way more than it's worth. But uh, you throw you throw twelve gold reparations to do. Sure, you throw twelve gold down uh, on the counter, and you guys exit the graphic scrolls, (laughs) the graphic scroll shop, and you guys continue walking into town towards where you saw the kind of monsters were running. You follow sort of the path of destruction, knowing that eventually it will end um, where you saw the halflings and elves and everything, and. you find it. You see a bunch of um, halflings, and you see crick elves and some high elves uh, kind of celebrating together. Some of them are somber. You see, like, some of the older halflings uh, kind of just didn't want to have to deal with this shit. They're, you know, going home and kind of just, like, slamming the door, or they're, you know, there's some devastated families that are looking at their homes that have been messed up. Oh, yeah. Some people helping each other and stuff, but there's a bunch of people that are just kind of, like, hyped up that they just won this big battle and didn't suffer heavy losses. Uh, you don't however see the airship but you see away from sort of the people that are celebrating there are some people um that are wounded and that are being treated by medics and healers and such and you see that amongst the wounded working as a medic is Martha Togold. Uh, a yippy skippy boots right to her. Sweet yippy skippy boots I'm over. I'm going to queen You guys, <laughs> you guys run over um, and you bow down. Uh, you see Martha Togold's face is all dirty. She's wearing a bandana to hold her curly hair back. Um, she's treating uh, a halfling who has an arrow in the back of his thigh. He's just screaming, they got my ass! My ass! Oh no! Oh, calm down. You're fine. Just calm they got down. my ass too. 
<laughs> uh, you see, Martha Tilgold looks up at that, and there's a vague look of recollection on her face as she looks at Hard One, and she goes, Hard One? Mama Tilgold. Uh, you see, she sees Moonshine. Moonshine Simon! Oh my god, my baby boy! Uh, and she gets up, she runs over, uh, she hugs Beverly, and she starts kissing him oh. furiously. Oh god, oh god, I didn't know where you were. I, I, we it's were been, everywhere. You've it's been, been so long. You've been gone for so long, baby. I missed baby. you. I missed, I missed you. you so I missed you. Oh my god, I love you so much. I love you too. Um, runs over to Moonshine, starts pinching her cheeks. I, okay. still, I still commit to the kneel. My queen, I, I don't I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. <laughs> Moonshine stand, of course you do. Okay, 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 bring it in. <laughs> uh, she hugs you, uh, the guy on the ground. My ass, please help. Oh, I, I touch Hans's ass. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Does Erlen see that? You see, uh, Erlen is not there. You guys don't see Erlen. Can we do a deception check to her if Erlen sees it? <laughs> uh, you guys, um, yeah, you're able to um, heal up this guy's thigh. Uh, you see the arrow breaks off hmm. and falls out of his ass. Oh, thanks, kid. <laughs> get, gets up and uh, yippee skippies away. Um, <laughs> wow, he's got him too. And uh, she looks over at Hard One. She goes, huh, I remember you being a little taller. I'm going to need as many sticky buns as you could possibly muster. <laughs> I will get you. You know what? I got to help a few more people here. Uh, Take your time. but we, I got We to, all I... need to sit down and we all need to have a long talk. Um, and she looks at you, Beverly, very seriously. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, uh, you just missed your friends, or they're taking off on the uh, airship. Your boyfriend, uh, Erlen, and Egwene, uh, and uh, they Red, uh, they're going to uh, Iron Deep. Oh, Have they left because yet? Because it got hit so hard. You guys see, not far away, you guys see the airship take off. No! Uh, and begin kind of... How far away is it? It's not that far. A misty step. Is it Misty Step? It's yeah. not Misty Step, oh. but you guys can certainly try to chase it. I try to turn into I'm going to just keep pace with Bev, and if he misses steps, I'll miss steps. It's like whatever he needs. Yeah, you, I'm there. Yeah, you skip you. We'll all, we're all sprinting towards yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like quick slip her some like, um, I quick slip Martha Togold some like Shadowfell chocolates, souvenir chocolates <laughs> I got. Just, like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Beverly, we're at grandma's house. You come to grandma's house later. I'll be there. All Thank right. you, mom. All right. I love you. Love you. Gives you a kiss. <laughs> um, you guys <laughs> chase after um, this airship. It is the um, ship that uh, you guys had stolen in Galateron uh, and you had traded uh-huh. to Uncle Red. It's like this bigger kind of warship. Is it the one that Old Cobb yeah. came back to life on? Uh-huh. It's a good ship. It's that one. The lucky ship. Uh, you guys see um, the airship has just taken off and like launched into the sky. Oh, you know what I could do is like warding wind to bring the, um, to bring the airship closer to us. <laughs> okay. Dope. <laughs> So, Moonshine, <laughs> you cast Warding Wind. You guys, um, the airship has taken off. The sails got let down. They picked up a nice wind and started taking off way faster huh. than you guys can run. Um, and you guys are just taking off on the ground, trying to catch the ship. Beverly's yelling for uh, Erlen, uh, yelling for them to stop. Uh, they don't stop. They keep going. They don't see you guys. Moonshine casts Warding, Warding Wind. wind. Yeah. Um, and you see a wind begins to blow back against the sails. Uh, and you see they do this big turn, like they start getting kind of spun around. <laughs> do we hear red cursing? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you see um, Balnor lights up his blade um, and starts waving it. Uh, you guys just make a commotion mm-hmm. down on the ground. And you see um, the ship stops and then begins coming towards you guys. Uh, 
I do a quick like brush up of uh, Bev, make sure that his hair is looking good. Ooh, yes, brush me too. Okay. Me and Papa do like a real quick like tailoring, so it's like yeah. so his like pants are now like bespoke and like yeah, custom to his body. Papa gets his hair a little bit. Yeah. I'm still wearing my like gray night makeup, and I like want to. Oh, sure I was gonna straight. say like I I I don't know how you feel about this. I was gonna fill in your brows a bit. Oh, absolutely. Okay, They're cool, looking yeah. thin? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. They aren't looking thin, but they could be looking thicker. So Thank you. I so you guys start in. giving Bev a makeover as the ship gets closer <laughs> to you guys? The ship settles right above you guys, and suddenly you see Uncle Red's head poke over the side of the ship, and he goes, Hey, Bev, looking good, kid. You look great. Thanks, Uncle Red. Hey, it's good to see you guys. Where the hell have you been? Um, the Fey Wild then Shadowfell. Yeah. No lies here. Oh shit! Yeah, we had some yeah. fucking monsters come here. Um, and you see Egwene and Erlin um pop their heads over. Dude, Erlin! You see, they toss a rope ladder over the side of the ship and just slide all the way down. Oh, um, youngins, y'all making me proud. Awesome. Is uh, uh, is Erlin still wearing his armor? Erlin is still wearing his armor. So Erlin um, <laughs> now is wearing full plate mail that looks kind of all banged up, like he's been doing some adventuring. Uh, his hair—he doesn't have the helm on. Um, his hair is a little longer than before. It used to be like curly and kind of stand up. Now there's too much weight to it, so it like hangs down a little bit. So cool. Ooh, does it cover one eye? Wow. It covers one eye. It looks kind of rad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you see, Beth, Beth messes this up to look the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see Egwene is a little bit behind him. As soon as Erlin hits the ground, he runs over, grabs Bev, and kisses him on the face. I kiss him right back. And he goes, dude, I missed you so much. I missed I, you so much. I wrote to you like every day. I wrote I wrote a whole journal of our adventure so far. Dude, Red, pass it down, dude. Oh, that's so smart. Oh, God, look, which, which fucking note? You, uh, you see Gunther hanging over the sun. <laughs> oh, oh. Dude, it's, hey, the, it's the one note. Oh, All right. down at you. Uh-huh. Um, you oh. see Red throws a notebook down, a bunch of pages fly out. Oh, goes, no, dude, come on, I may man. turn them all together. Uh, oh, oh, so cute. Dude, I can't believe been, you wrote so much. Dude, we've we've had the craziest time. I've, I've been wanting to talk to you about it. I know, me too. We've done pretty wild stuff ourselves. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and you see Egwene comes out. She came down with like, full enthusiasm but then as soon as like Erlen <laughs> kind of ran in front of her she kind of had time to like compose her cool and she just goes like so like what's up what have you guys been up to Lady Egwene <laughs> I want to say I watched you in the battle from afar we were down in Shadowfell fighting the man who dispatched those monsters and you performed like a true beast and I was very impressed uh, Moonshine go ahead and give me an insight check oh shit <laughs> 14 14 you see uh, for a split second that she almost cries. <laughs> she like it's just like super <laughs> proud for a second. And she goes like, that's awesome. That's cool that you like thought it was cool, but whatever. I don't really. I thought it was awesome. You not yeah. you made it look fucking badass. You know, usually war is like a terribly depressing thing to witness, but you made it look pretty fucking badass. You guys are so fucking cool. I uh, see a <laughs> runs over and uh, I predator handshaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she We're shakes all locked up. Hands. We're all interlocking. <laughs> Can we get stuck because there's so many predator <laughs> handshakes? We're doing the, the trust okay, fall. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So I think we need to like pull back okay, one I'll, at a time. I'll twist around. Yeah. So this is the thing that kills us all. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. y'all, this is hard one. Oh, dude, you look different. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they gave yeah. you a vampire, though, but then now 
hard one is, you know, this. Half then, elf, full friend. Oh, so good. I need another ribcage tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, Egwene rolls her eyes. I forgot that you guys could like be like this sometimes. <laughs> I trip We're her. like this all the time. <laughs> Erlen laughs really loud when you trip Egwene. <laughs> You're not going to think this is funny when they're gone. <laughs> so you came here from Shadowfell? Yeah, yeah, we came here from Shadowfell. Were you the I ones who made the monsters go away? I got to tell you, I'm pretty much Bev was the one making monsters go away in Shadowfell. <laughs> I mean, no, I was just helping out. <laughs> I was yeah. just like support, you know, to paladin stuff. I died, then I became a boot. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, well, hard one was a boot. Bev was kind of just scale master hard one, right? <laughs> if I could count the number of crits young Bev accrued down oh, in Shadowfell, I, I did a couple crits. I did a couple splits. I mean, like, I've been working out with hard one, so like, I'm pretty flexible. I do the splits. Whoa, dude. You've really been working on those. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like, I haven't been working my, my brain or anything like you, but I've been trying to keep, just trying to keep fit, you know? <laughs> oh, dude, you're, he um, touches your arm. Dude, you're looking ripped. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I've, dude, I've totally taken to this cleric thing. It's so much easier for me than fighting. Dude, I'm so glad you, like, found your path. I like put my hand up in his like uh, big messy hair and just kind of like tangle it a little bit. Uh, you see, he um, goes forehead to forehead with you. Yeah, uh, I turn and give him a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just continue to watch. Erdan is like way in the distance. He was just oh, like okay. kind of speed <laughs> speed walking to keep up with you. Who are these people that were going just, to talk? Just to? go find birds. <laughs> I, I I get I pretend to get distracted by something, but I don't do it convincingly. Um. <laughs> I uh, I turn to Erlen and I say, "So you've been working on your your cleric skills?" Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, can can you show me something? Yeah, totally. Can you cast Zone of Truth? Um, sure. Uh, he casts Zone of Truth. I got Moonshine to turn back. <laughs> um, what form does it take? It doesn't take any kind of um. Oh, that was just my thing. Form. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh wow! It just then didn't even take a form. That's wow. That's advanced. No, you can just cast a spell. Yeah. I just have to like uh, my, my focus gets off, so I had to like make sure there's like a couch or something to like aid the spell. Oh, okay. Do you want me to make like a little some patio furniture? <laughs> then yeah, that that would be better okay. for me. Welcome to the truth patio. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I sit down on it uh, and I say, Erlen, I've missed you so much, and I just I need to be straight with you. There was just this guy in the Feywild who I, I, I kissed him. It didn't mean anything, but I kissed him. And you just need to know that if we're going to like move forward. And with all that's going on, I don't want anything like that between us. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Okay. And just know that this does not mean automatic victory okay because you are a teen and you just told another teen that you kissed somebody else yep yep well that is a uh 25 Ooh, yeah <laughs> a 25 i was away from home and i was missing you and that doesn't make it better but i just i just need you to know whose fucking idea was it to have him tell the truth <laughs> honestly i i'm impressed 
I'm, I'm floored. <laughs> I, I, just, you see, I learned from my friend Hard One that it's always important to tell the truth whenever you can because putting up walls, <laughs> it only hurts you. I think she. I think he's saying that he like learned from what you right, didn't not do. Not from my right, advice. Right, yeah. right. I know that tracks actually. <laughs> you see, you see that um, he doesn't look angry at you. He just looks kind of hurt, no. and you feel him break the zone of truth because you can feel when that's on you. And he goes, yeah, no, dude, no, what, I, it's whatever, man. We, you know, we kissed a couple times and I don't know, maybe it's just like, you know, people, you do that thing where you're almost in a relationship, like we weren't really a thing. It's, it look, still man, didn't make it right. I could go to Iron Deep, dude. Okay, uh, I, I try to kiss his cheek. He lets you kiss his cheek, but... He's kind of just sitting there and he just nods. He goes, yeah, dude, well, um, be safe. Yeah, you too. Oof, Moonshine, you see that? Uh, I mean, Bev's I like, stand by the youngin. I thought he, I thought he handled himself with great aplomb. Bev's like, just a waterfall about to just burst. A dam that is about to break. Can I cast control water on <laughs> Bev's eyes to keep the tears in until Erlen turns away? Sure. You see he starts to walk back towards the ship. I know that you've been getting to hang out with like these really cool scoutmasters and stuff and going out on these cool adventures and you're like a cool guy now, but just remember that I always thought you were cool. I don't care about being cool. I don't think I'm cool. And I don't care if you think I'm cool. I just care about you. Regardless of if we're together or not, I've, I'll always care about you. And I'm sorry that I've hurt you. Uh, you see, he nods and he goes, I'm not mad at you, dude. It's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, you see, he puts his helm on. And he climbs back up the ladder. And uh, you see, Egwene goes, um, well, I'm gonna go. Yo, tell your yeah. brother that I saw the kid that he kissed. He was probably like a five <laughs> max. Cool. Her yeah, that is that is important to remember, but also, Egwene, get over here for a second. I have come into money. <laughs> and I, I trust your sensibilities. You trust me? Yeah. You see, she looks floored. I was gonna steal the money. As soon as you said I have, I've came into some money, and you were gonna, I could tell that you were like maybe gonna give it to me, and I was gonna steal it. I'm sorry. All right. No, I understand. I was a teen once. The thrill of stealing something was it's so just like it's taking so control rad. back into your hands because so you have no control over anything. It's truly so rad. Well, I'm still gonna do it anyways, even if it's a mistake. But I just, I don't know. I, I just think you're coming into something great. As a person, so here's a thousand gold piece. And wow. on your journeys, if you think it could help people, please use it. And uh, if you decide to just use it on clothes and drugs, I don't know. That's your. That's. I just trust you not to do that. But if you do do that, I don't know. Maybe it's the right thing for you. She nods and she goes, as if I care about clothes. That drug too drugs though. True, my girl. Maybe. Clothes just get in the way. Drugs. No, maybe if they come from the earth, they rule. Yo, know, clothes get in the way, drugs are the way. <laughs> uh, if they come from the earth, um, but you see, as uh, she goes, 
hopefully we'll get to see you guys soon. But um, yeah, we're going up to Iron Deep. We're taking the Lord Mayor here from Hill Home up to Iron Deep. And everybody's saying the war is starting. So yeah. we're going to kind of see what the damage is there. And we're going to be the messengers from Hill Home, basically. Yeah, hopefully that money will help rebuild Iron Deep a bit. Good luck, good luck, Egwene. Hey, Egwene, just make sure some of that money gets to the Dwarfenage, all right? Uh, she nods. If you try any drugs, just make sure they're from Melora herself, not some kind of Esri. Oh, no, I hand roll my own cigarettes. I know, and <laughs> I respect she that. I, smoking. I really do. I oh, really that one, do. There's but a lot of tobacco falling out of that one. That is uh, and you a see, loose roll, to say the, the least. <laughs> <laughs> you see Egwene um, puts her arm around Beverly um, and pulls him aside. Look, dude, I'm old as hell. I'm 17 and a half. Yeah, you're, you're and I wise know, and ancient. Yeah, so I kind of... I know what you're going through. Yeah. And you're young. And yeah. but if you want to be with Erlen, if you want to make a commitment, you got to make that commitment, dude. You're right. Gosh, you're so old and so smart. Fucking A. Let me get a drag of that. Uh, she gives you a drag of the cigarette. Wow. <coughs> it's like eating tobacco. Starts. How <laughs> much tobacco is coming out of that thing? <laughs> um, hey, Egwene. <laughs> It broke in half. <laughs> put it to his lips. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat it? And what? You fucking freak? She punches your arm. Why are how are you so cool and so weird at the same time? I don't know. Okay. Like you see who I hang out with? Ha, Moonshine's having what? Sorry. Just force a habit. Um Beverly pulls out the, the Brunhild book and says, Don't tell him this was for me but just you're gonna be gone a long time and there's not gonna be anything fun to do so just i guess give give him this or just like say it's from you or just put it in his room it doesn't matter just i just wanted him to have it uh you see she smiles and she takes it and she goes i'm just gonna tell him it's from you you fucking weirdo and she punches <laughs> you in the arm again damn she's right good. i swallow the cigarette <laughs> <laughs> how how are you doing that? <laughs> All right, guys, we got to be off. Um, okay, Moonshine, your your mom's over at the mayor's house. Oh, okay, good to know. Who's the mayor now? It's been a while since we've been here. Well, the mayor is a Dolores Pebblepot. They put uh, Pebblepot in you see, you see a um, oh. woman with a uh, little halfling woman with curly hair um, looks over the airship. Egwene, who are your friends down there? Uh. I touch. Uh, I, I throw my javelin. My, <laughs> <laughs> I touch my new rib cage tattoo, and I say, "Give me strength, Melora. Give me strength." Yeah. He hold me firm. <laughs> uh, your your mom's staying in her house. Okay. Egwene gives you guys another hug. Um, goes back up on the ship. Um, Red's just kind of been like hanging over the side of the ship. Hey, Elias, how you doing, bud? Uncle Red, do I got a story for you? Yeah. He recognized you. Yeah, no, you look. You see, like him looking with like his little rat eyes, and just like super far away. You look. You don't look a fucking day over when I saw you last, bud. Yeah, you look exactly the fucking same. All I did was get a haircut. You get a haircut. You just it look looks a little good. Thin. It looks good. Dude. It's cutting season. You guys all look good. Uh, I climb up the rigging real quick just so I can give him a, a hug. Sweet. Um, Gunther and Red come over and hug you. Um, and Red goes, yeah, man, these kids got me uh, running around. I guess I'm one last job, huh? One last job. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> I think so. I'll see you on the other side, brother. See you on the other side, bud. Uh, and you guys 
depart the airship. Mm. Um, and you guys see the airship whoosh, begins flying off towards Iron Deep. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. So it's really, it's come to this, huh? Yeah, I think so. War. (sighs) Honestly, we danced around these planes yeah. trying to get powerful enough to oppose the Allah, and I think we did as best we could. So whatever we bring to the battle, you know, that's what we could have brought. It's now or never. Yeah. I'm, I'm going in with a clear head. Yeah. Just totally shorn of all my earthly needs. <laughs> I don't need anything. You I just definitely need... seem like you're having a yeah, breakdown. It's, okay. it's okay to be upset. I crave victory and victory alone. Beth. I am a warrior. Babe, okay, we eavesdropped on you, right, yeah. Harwan? Yeah, hey, no, I, Beth, what? I thought you fucking blew it, kid. No, oh, no, 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 don't listen blow. to Harwan. Hey. I thought it was absolutely beautiful because I think that the best relationships are built on honesty and trust. And I think that what you did, it was not definitively <laughs> bad. 
And it was stupid. But you are the age. You are the age where you know when you're like a kid. You know when you're like a little baby and you got to build up a germ library. Baby. No, 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 no. Follow me here. When you're a kid, you got to build up a germ library. When you're a teen, you got to build up a mistakes library. So you're you're building up a mistakes library, learning from all the mistakes so that you don't make them again. You see, Balnar gets a little bit emotional. I knew my wife. We were from the same small village. I I knew her when we were kids, and you know we dated for a little bit when we were teenagers, and we drifted apart for a little bit. But you know we came back together in the end. So maybe if uh, it's meant to be, it'll happen. You know. Uh, Bev just hugs Balnor really hard and just like screams into his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, bud. <laughs> It's okay, bud. I think sometimes teens are just kind of trying on emotions, too. (laughs) (laughs) Erdan goes, I really need to be finding um, the headmaster. Yeah, I think I got to find Mima. I think I've just been kind of avoiding the situation, but I guess I'll go do it. Sorry, what's the situation? Oh, yeah. Oh. So... Erdan, when he first showed up, enlightened me that Mima had a romantic entanglement with a high elf. And uh, because of the stigma of Crick elves, she was encouraged by other people who were not that high elf to leave while she was pregnant with me. That's so, awful. Essentially, Those people might not have known that she was pregnant. Or they were being, you know, kind of rude. They were definitely being rude. We don't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not above that. Yeah, just a complicated situation made more complicated by, like, the, you know, the actions of some that are See, guilty. Beverly, this is what we call half-truths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It seems bad. This is how the world turns, baby. Uh-huh. It's not good. I'm basically going to consult me, Ma, and say, hey... I know who my daddy is. Do you want us there for support? Yeah, why not? Right? Okay. Come on. We'll just hang out outside the window if you yeah, want. Yeah, I think that sounds wonderful. Uh, so Honestly, guys... I do think that makes me feel braver to know. Yes, please All come. Right. Yeah, we'll watch the door. Yeah. See so you guys together. The core at the um, door. <laughs> I won't let anyone in. Yeah, I could use some quads I can't contain then, to make sure. The boyer in the foyer. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Very good. The lad in the flat. <laughs> so, so you guys um, uh, walk over towards where um, Bev knows the Lord Mayor's Mansion to be, um, and you approach the Mayor's Mansion. Um, it's this big hobbit hole built into the side of a hill. It's fenced in by this little picket fence covered in moss, only a little taller than halfling height, so most of you can see over it. Uh, Balnar just goes, oh, a lot of privacy here. <laughs> Just like looking straight into the face. Step over it. <laughs> uh, there's a small garden out front. The home appears to be only one story, but it's quite wide. It's painted a dull yellow, uh, and the front door is piss circular. Yellow. Piss yellow. Ooh, um, and that's pa- a pebble pot piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the door is the door is bright green with a knob directly in the middle, and there are many windows. Uh, you see tiny windows all along the side of the house. Uh, they're all shaped slightly differently, just inexact shapes. Uh, they give a kind of softness to it. Uh, nothing is rigid. It's this very peaceful little cottage, but you do hear yelling from inside. 
You oh, hear... Oh, my eavesdrop for sure. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me uh, perception checks, guys. Nat 20. Ooh, I got a 24, but not oh, Nat. Those new elven ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, those new elven, elven ears. ears. You got Hold like on, a you... new ecosystem yeah, going on Yeah, you picked this up so quick, and you hear uh, a man going... I can't convince them to join this war. The king still holds me accountable for advising him to join against Osmodius. We lost half our young elves. Oh, you high elves. Oh, it's not our fight. It's not our fight. Oh, high elves, high elves. What about crick elves? Oh, let me show you the fun side of life. Let your hair down a little bit. Oh, sorry, I'm gone now. See you in 30 years. I, hey, you were distant. You never stood up to me to your parents. Oh, well, you know, my parents were 800-year-old arch wizards. I apologize for not questioning their wisdom. Um, and you just hear them yelling over each other. Oh, Melora, y'all. This is my fucking mom and dad going at it. Oh, oh yes, that's the headmaster himself. Well, they're here. That's good, right? Um, should we go find birds? Um, I would like to talk to the headmaster. No, I like y'all staying close. Okay, I think I fine. need this. I kick the door in. <laughs> you kick the door in? And- hey, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, yes. Holy fucking shit you kick open the door and scoutmaster denny is in a foyer holding like a little tray with a teapot and as soon as you kick the door and he drops in he goes oh, 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 and he just scram coward he runs away he completely fucking takes off i, I tackle him <laughs> Um, and you see, yeah, make his pants pebble pot piss. Hard one. So fucking moonshine kicks the door in, yells, "Hey, mom and dad!" Scoutmaster Denny is apparently staying here. You see, he's got this tray. He drops it. Hard one. Here's Scoutmaster Denny yelling, bursts in the door and tackles him. Um, you don't even see your mother. And, uh, or your father right now, this is a big hobbit hole and they're clearly in another room. Um, hard one. I'm not even going to make you roll against Scoutmaster Denny. You tackle him right away. Oh, what? Why? Why? Even in my new thin body. Uh, hard one. Go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom mm. saving Uh-oh. throw. 15. 15. Hard one. You fail. Um, you feel the whole person spell take um, control oh. of you. You you are flung what? off of Scoutmaster Denny and thrown into the wall. Wait. You see this man with long blonde hair and bright green eyes wearing a red robe with like black markings on it, holding a finger to you. And he goes, what is the meaning of this? This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. Uh, am I here as well? Are you the headmaster? I... Yes, what are you doing kicking in this man's door? Uh, you see- um, I'm introducing you to your fucking daughter. <laughs> you see, what? where's my daughter? Do- I don't have a daughter. Uh, you see, Meemaw rounds the corner and she goes, Moonshine, what are you doing here? How did you get, oh my God, you're all right. Hard one, you lost- Shaved. Oh, uh, you lost <laughs> your beard, you lost your beard. Um, she runs over, she gives you guys a hug. Uh, you see, this dude goes, who are these raving lunatics? Um, and Erdan pokes in his head. He goes, uh, everyone, this is uh, Headmaster. And um, he interrupts, Headmaster Lucanus Ertiah. Uh, and you see Mima just kind of groans. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is my name and that is my title. What's weird about that? 
who are these people, Erdan? Uh, and Erdan just goes, um, why don't we go talk outside? Uh, and you see Erdan grabs Lucanus and pulls him out. Uh, and Scoutmaster Danny goes, well, how's it going, gang? Shut up and serve us tea. All right. You see Scoutmaster Danny runs off to go get you guys some tea. And bring sticky buns. Uh, A lot of them. All right. You got it, gang. Uh, he starts just like happily cooking. Like doesn't even. He looked so comfortable and plump. Like he's been staying here for a while. Like he just left his scout mastering job just to like fall back on the wealth of his family. He looked well rested, didn't um, he? And yeah, Nemo goes. Has a, lost a wink of sleep. There's a fucking war going on. <laughs> Nemo goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so happy to see y'all. But what are you doing, kicking indoors and yelling about? Um, you see, she looks guilty. Mom and dad, who? Mima, come on. The jig is up. Why do you, since when do you care who your daddy is? I don't care except for the fact that I am half high elf and you never told me I was half high elf. What does it matter, Moonshine? You're it my matters daughter. Because, and- it matters because I am a bond between the crick and the high elves. And that could, that could mean something. Obviously, y'all cooperated on this current mission, but like... There's been a lot of times when y'all haven't cooperated, and my mere existence could have made y'all get along a little better. Uh, It seems to me that my dad has quite the pull amongst the high elves and could give a letter of recommendation metaphorically for the crick folk. Yeah, that's where it gets kind of complicated. You see, um, she leads you back into this um, main room, this large circular living room with a dome ceiling. There's a fireplace going, open floor plan. There's an attached kitchen, pewter mugs hang over a little counter next to some stools. Picturing, just picturing Denny, just like. (laughs) Oh, he's there. He's in in the kitchen. Um, And he goes, relax. Here's the great thing about the open floor plan is that I can be cooking and still be taking part in the conversation. Oh, Oh, boy. I mean, normally you'd love that, Moonshine. I know, I know. Um, But you do smell sticky buns coming from the kitchen into the living room. Can you make some savory ones? Yes, uh, please. Some saucy buns? Yeah, give me some yeah, saucy give buns. Give me some of them saucy buns. Yeah. They don't all have to be sweet. <laughs> um, so Denny keeps cooking for you guys. You guys sit down with Mima. Mima goes, it's kind of complicated with uh, yeah. Lucanus uh, because he was the one who convinced the king last time to send the High Elves in to help in the battle against Osmodius. And... Something like half of their young elves were wiped out. So he's not in maybe as good a social standing as he once was. And I think he feels a lot of guilt about that. And I'm willing to admit that when he's not here. But when he's here, that man just gets my goat. I know. I get it. I get it. Where Where is he now? Probably in one of his little weird little wizard houses. What? Like Liamon's tiny hut? <laughs> exactly. Like one of those little like Fucking looks like looks like a tent a cool or something. Spell. And then I've you go in. That spell. <laughs> I that I have. It's so fucking cool, man. <laughs> you so just go awesome. in. You're like, you're like, oh, let's go camping. You think like, oh, you you're going to do it real. And then you turn into hut. glamping. Such a bad I love glamping. <laughs> <laughs> we used to glamp back in the day. Shit. I, okay, now I understand why you fell for this high elf. If he's, a, if he's able to make you a tiny hut. <laughs> 
<laughs> sounds dirty to me. Find find crap. you a man who can make you a tiny hut. Yeah, tiny hut, big fuck. Yeah, me, yeah, Mima, just tell me a little something. Deep down inside, he's like a dirty scumbag, right? See, she gives a sly smile. She goes, got a little bit of a dirty daddy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, da- I dap me, Mom. <laughs> Thank you, me, Mom. I needed to hear that. Yeah, but I'm sorry, and maybe now you'll have an opportunity to get to know your father because we are in quite a pickle here, gang. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's one There's, way to put it. We got word that uh, Alanis was spotted in Galeron. Uh, and you guys remember she yeah. had teleported away to cause a distraction. Yeah. We met Alanis. Yeah, well, we heard that uh, she apparently closed some portal, killed a bunch of chosen soldiers, but then she disappeared. We haven't, nobody's heard anything from her. She she makes the first appearance on the material plane in years, and she's she's just yeah. gone again. She's been trying to keep a low profile so as not to draw the ire of the other powerful entities in the world, but... I think hopefully when the time comes, we can summon her to our aid. Yeah, I was so. Yeah, what do you think, Pebble Pot? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've kind of just... It doesn't know. matter what you think. I cast, I cast gaseous form on him, and I just turn him into a gas. Ooh. Uh, you see, he um, uh, gets into the oven with the sticky buns and starts no. getting his pebble pot stank all over it. You uh, ruined making him full good. batch. Too savory, too savory. I'm making him good. Um, and Meemaw goes, good news is um, Ulfgar was spotted up in Frostwind. Apparently they're gathering the troops up there. But other than, I mean, you see, um, Mima begins kind of describing to you the current situation as mm. far as this upcoming war goes. The way Bohemia is laid out is there's this one main continent and on the east side, there's like Galateron and the Crick and Esri and then smaller villages like Moonstone and a few other cities and stuff. Um, But you guys have been to a lot of the major ones. Those have all been taken over by the Chosen. So that whole east side is all Chosen. Then there are mountains in the middle of the continent. And then on the west side is Iron Deep, kind of nearest those mountains. Then over on the west coast is Glade Home. A little bit more inland is Hill Home. And then down south, um, there is the ruins of a city called Osmodia, which um, was the old orc city, like the Mordor for Ooh, the Osmodia. Badass. Cool. Oh, wow, that makes so that's me way so far south. So the way, so Mima kind of describes the situation to you that um, Frostwind, which is this disconnected other continent that is north of the main continent, um, everything is generally fine up there. They're beginning to uh, kind of gather the troops uh, up there to possibly send warships down to the mainland. Gladeholm does not want to get involved at this moment or isn't sure what to do. And um, Iron Deep has just suffered heavy losses. And it's the West is looking way worse than the East right now. Uh, I've been kind of leading the defense effort for the elves here. So I've made Mama acting me of the Crick. She's oh. up there with the Crick people. I was wondering where she was. I, uh, I rustle my overall bib to be like, Papa, you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see Papa wells up. Meow. That's right, Papa. There's a possum Mimo. Huh. I, I didn't smell her matronly musk, and I was like, where could she be? No, but of course. I'm, I miss her, you know? That must yeah. be hard on you. But she's the only person that you could trust with such responsibility. <sighs> Absolutely. That's right. 
We now don't the only her. one I got to talk to here <laughs> is this one. I'm a gas. <laughs> I'm in a gas. <laughs> um. So I don't. Oh, he's going in the pipes. He's going in the pipes. <laughs> I do think that we could win Lucanus over, but there are other complications in Gladeholm. You might want to talk to him. Lucanus Artia. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's He likes it when you say it the way that Beverly just said it. Yeah. But I think Bev, can you I, run that by me yeah. one more time? Ertia. Oh, roll a goddamn Laura, 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 lend me your patience and indifference <laughs> in these mo- in these trying times. Little uppity, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm really sorry, me ma, of my passion outing you like that. I'm I'm sorry for keeping it from you for so long. I I I honestly just kind of the way the cricks are. I I didn't I didn't know you would care, but you know, times change. I didn't know I'll care either, honestly. But I hey. guess I'm I guess I'm weak to all the luxuries of the rest of the world. Hey, that's <laughs> not weakness. Karen's good. Okay. Yeah, caring's all we got sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, ain't that the truth? Ain't that right? All right, well, maybe I might go chew the fat with Lucanus. Yeah, just look for the dinky little tent that's actually a big <laughs> fancy wizard house. God damn, it's such a good spell, <laughs> so Liam Tiny Hut. It is so fun. I gotta stay here with the mayor's nephew, Denny. <laughs> yeah, uh, take it from us. Uh, it does not get any better. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, Denny walks in um, with the sticky buns. I've been kind of listening to, to your guys' problems, um, and I've got a solution. You know what I did? When all the monsters were coming, I just hid, and then other people got rid of them, and everything was fine. I polymorph them into a boot. What? <laughs> just kidding. I don't have that. I don't have true polymorph. It's not so bad. <laughs> I will say if you cast regular polymorph, Denny is so weak you could turn him into a boot. Okay, I turn him into a boot. Uh, <laughs> Denny fully turns into a boot. Um, Mima, that is the funniest thing she's ever seen. She cries laughing um, and then begins to sob emotionally and then starts laughing again normally and goes, ah, this has been a weird day. You could say, yeah. All right, well... Why don't Moonshine? Why don't we walk you to your dirty dad's tent? And, yeah, and then we'll it's let a you hut. go in there. It's a hut. I want to see. <laughs> I do need to see how small the hut is. Yeah, I'm curious. I think but then so. maybe we'll leave you there, and I can go check in with my mom. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Let's walk you over to Lucanes Ertia. Ertia. Yeah, that was good. Ertia. Yeah. Uh, it's like right. a tiger in your I throat. I start knocking on tiny hut's doors. Sweet. <laughs> um, Moonshine. Um, you. Walk outside of the mayor's little hobbit hole, and you do see that in the front yard, there's indeed a little tent pitched <laughs> there. Um, Hard one and Bev, are you guys going to... Um, with Moonshine's blessing, I guess we'll go on. Yeah, yeah, go on, go okay. on. That's okay, all good. cool. So uh, I guess Balnor will just... Uh, boys going to grandma's house? What are we doing here? <laughs> go with the boys. I'm in no danger. Come, be one of the grandma boys. All right, grandma boys off. Grandma's for the boys. Grandma's are for the boys. Um, <laughs> these guys... Exit. And um, Moonshine, you're outside this tent. Um, Bev, you take uh, Hard One and Balnor towards where you know um, your grandma's old house to be, where you guys used to stay when you came here in the summer. Is my grandma still around? Your grandma passed away a few years ago. Ah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I try to like put up a brave face, but like that combined with everything else is happening today, I'm like getting emotional about it all over again. She was really great. She, I mean, that's where the sticky bun recipe comes from, obviously. <laughs> I mean, my moms are good, but oh, uh, Grandma Togold's. Uh, her memory lives on in in beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I shoved two sticky buns in my mouth at once. Um, so, Moonshine, you are outside this tent. Uh, uh, rap on the door. Um, you see Erdan um, pops out of the tent. Hey, hey, big surprise. I'm not looking for you. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, would you like me to... I'm sorry for the sass. Hey, it, you we know what? We all got to express ourselves in our own ways. Totally agree. I'm going to go look at birds, but... Um, you do that a lot. Dad, yes. But I, that's fun. I agree. <laughs> Will you find a bird that has... I was actually looking this up earlier today. Find a bird that has a really deep call. I'm a necromancer. Okay. You would probably, if you wanted to like hang out and maybe Start find a bird birds watching for me. Club, I could absolutely yes. get into that. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See, Erdan um, uh, starts to walk off and he turns around and he goes like, oh yes, um, the headmaster will uh, see you if you'd. I bet he will. Uh, I'm just being proper. Yeah, uh, you I see know. He walks I, just, away. I feel the need to discard such formalities. <laughs> Dad? You uh, yell, Dad, and enter the tent? Yeah. You enter into a magnificent mansion. Um, you enter in the, into this uh, tasteful little lounge. You see there is a cloth map of Bohemia on the wall uh, with little pins in it. You can see that it's clearly which cities are controlled by the empire and stuff. And you see bookcases full of old tomes, a small desk covered in papers with a quill next to it. Uh, And you see there is a large wooden table on the other side of the room where Lucanus is just kind of sitting there in disbelief. And he looks up at you and he goes, are you, are you really my daughter? I think I might be. I don't know what having a daughter means to y'all high elves, but... Having a child is a blessing from the gods. Young elves will save our people. You see he stands up and he screams, I can't believe she wouldn't tell me this! Your friends, who thought that they were acting in your best interest told her to leave and i can only imagine what that felt like for her so i think that you should interpret her silence on this matter as a courtesy to you you see he nods and then he kind of just slumps back into his chair he with a flick of his wrist makes a bottle of wine appear in two glasses would you like a drink so i think i need one yeah, I think I could go for one. Um, he pours a glass for you, pours a glass for him. I didn't think I could ever have a child. Why? You use the microwave too much? No, it is. I know it might not be the case with quick elves, but high elves, it, you know, we, we live for a very long time. The way that we keep our our population going is our people grow very old. Yeah. All this time, and you've just been out there so if the if a high elf were to just 
with a with a crick with a crick elf, then I, I think I might be kind of a special circumstance. It may be a slimmer percentage of times that Of course. <sighs> Anyways, I I, I kind of came in here thinking I would kind of like put you in your place or something like that or be like you know like you sure we share DNA but we don't share memory so you go you know suck it or whatever <laughs> right um, but uh and do you speak like that to your mother yeah I mean, she, honestly, she talks like that to me yeah, I thought it was curse, so curse words are kind of like socially can I be honest upon can I be completely honest with you yeah I was about I, to do the she same she used to razz me and I really used to <laughs> enjoy it you I bet you liked it didn't you kind of liked it yeah, that's kind of, that's how, that's the crick love language is Razin. And, <laughs> and it seems so counterintuitive to so many, but it feels so good. Would it be okay if I um, gave you a hug? I think it might be like, actually really nice. Uh, he uh, goes over and he gives you a hug. And you feel it goes from being this kind of stiff and rigid like this very proper like i am a professor at the i'm the headmaster at the university to just being like somebody who felt they could never have a child um is holding their child i i didn't want to need you dad but now that you're here it it's kind of nice when you first kicked in the door and uh uh, sort of like we're a rebirth, if you think Mom about it, Mom and Dad, right? I assumed you would be more work. like your mother, and kind of, when we had this talk, that you would be super combative, but you're just being very nice, and it's I, making... I can't tell you how much I came in here to be combative. I, I thought it was going to be more of a weird thing, but it's just kind of a nice thing, and this is really... <laughs> this is... <laughs> he starts ugly crying. Oh. oh, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, Papa. Get on out. I know you've been listening the whole oh, thing. Oh my God, what okay. is that? All right, no highfalutin high elf business Wait. here. This is my familiar. You Pawpaw. see, uh, he he's scared by Papa for a split second, um, but then he grabs Papa's chin and he looks at it and he goes, "One of Mama's litter." Yeah. <sighs> Jolene had had Mama. Of course, of course, you know that. Yeah. I, I I'll, I'd recognize one of these possums anywhere. Yeah. Look, I'm. I don't. I don't know what story your mother told you. We, no one's told me anything. Okay. Honestly, we have we have a lot of baggage. Listen, the Crick Elves just showed up a few days ago outside. Right now, they're in the Whisperwood. Our city is a dangerous city, full of ancient relics, secrets, and our king and queen um don't love outsiders and um are still upset with me um for having supported the other mortals um in the battle against osmodius well if it makes you feel any better that story about you lending your folk to the battle against osmodius i think that kind of took some of the edge off when i was coming in here i think they're might be an opportunity for us to help each other. Okay. Erdan filled me in on how you and your comrades defeated Galad Roselle 
and um, face the grave robbers. Yeah. I was Erdan's contact. He told me about the traitors amongst us in Gladeholm, um, and you can rest assured this won't be the last we see of this secret mage cabal. From what Erdan tells me, most of them got away, if not all of them, except for the elves. So we don't know where these mages are, but I do think I know what they'll be after next. There is a wizard tournament. Shut up. <laughs> I know. It is that, really that cool. Is so on it, brand. It's really, I'm just saying I know. that's really fun and really on brand. And I'm a, really on board. Very good. Listen, there's a wizard tournament at the University of Arcane Sciences at Gladeholm in three days. Mages from all over Bohemia will be competing, and the winner will gain possession of a powerful relic, uh, something that was gifted to the elves long ago by the goddess Arathis herself. Um, and Moonshine, you know of the goddess Arathis. Yeah, she is sort of the opposite of Melora. She's the, like, law and knowledge and civilization goddess. Um, you know that when you met Tonathan Tinkle and Esri, the levels of cleric that he had were um, in Arathis's domain. Uh, so it's, it is like a very kind of arcane thing. At least in my world, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Lucanus goes, um, the, the relic is a, it's a crown called the Nawathwal. Uh, I actually don't want you to repeat that again. I'll, I'll say it for you one more time. That <laughs> now don't. don't. Okay. Uh, cool. Trans, that was enough. Translated uh, into common, it's it's the thinking cap. Okay. It was passed down through the royal lines of the high elves. Uh, its appearance aligns perfectly uh, with the first happenings of mortals casting arcane magic. It gave us the gift of magic. Uh, and it was a secret for, for many, many years, but eventually word got out of Gladeholm, uh, and in, naturally it became one of the most sought-after relics in all of Bohemia. This led to wars, mages backstabbing each other. Our city was in a constant state of alert. So to remedy that, the elves designed a tourney. Um, all qualifying mages would be able to participate so long as they never attacked Gladeholm in open war. It offered the realm a, a clean way to fight over the Noathwal. Uh, we can call it thinking cap. We can. With we uh, the thinking can. cap, right. Um, without bloodshed and uh, ransacking, the various arcane schools and mage guilds uh, across Bohemia agreed, and the tournament has been held every 100 years since. So this is a magical contract. This isn't something um, we can get out of. This is like something you'd find in the Fey Wild. Um, we're bound to it. Should we cancel the event, these mages could just openly attack the city. There might even be more traitors amongst the elves who could assassinate people. Well, I am fully game, given the needs of my compatriots, to, to join you at this event. Well, that's, that's good, because we... We don't know who we can trust, and our champion was supposed to be Libella, who I, from what Erdan tells me, you've met her and um, killed her. She was powerful. Good job. She was evil, though. Oh, super. Apparently, really yeah. Attractive, yes. Though. No, I, really I, I trust Erdan yeah. with my life, um, and um, he told me what happened. Okay, I can find you a new champion. I can do that. Uh, oh, I don't quick, need though. you to. I don't need you to find me a champion. Oh, you have I a just, new one. I need you all to compete as a team. It is a, oh. a team event. Uh, 
I think I, want, I can get my friends could, on board for that. Do you think you would represent Glade Home? So. I, I'm going to need one thing in return from you for this favor. I need you to teach me Leonin's tiny hut. <laughs> I want this spell. I want a bad dad. <laughs> uh, you see he grabs your shoulders. It would be my greatest honor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I'm in, baby. Uh, then let's go. Sh- let's go Jersey shopping because this team's gonna win this tourney. <laughs> my daughter, my champion, uh, <laughs> and g- gives you a big hug. You guys weirdly kind of fucking hit it off, and on top of that, you're you're a blessing amongst the elves. Hell yeah! I flip my <laughs> hair over my shoulder. I'm uh, a blessing, bitch. So meanwhile, um, Bev, Hard One, and um, Balnor, um, you guys arrive at. Grandma Togold's mm. old little cottage. Um, you knock on the door. Martha Togold um, answers. Uh, she's uh, cleaned up. Uh, and she goes, come on in. Come on in. I'll make everybody sticky buns. Oh, oh where's Moonshine? You. Oh, she had some uh, business, uh, some family business to attend to. Right, right. Yeah. Come on in, boys. Um, Thank you. Let's you all in. Oh, and who's this uh, Who's this handsome fella? Um, oh. uh, pinches Balnor's cheek. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. Balnor. He's... Hey. What's up? I ship it. What's going on? (laughs) You see, Balnor instantly gets flush. What? What up? We have to walk a bit bit of a ways. He's probably just tired. Yeah, no, tired. Keep it together, man. (laughs) Keeping it together. Balnor, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool, man. It's my mom. All right, all right. You see, Martha Togold brings you into this little living room, and sitting on a rocking chair near the fire is Nana Kindly. Nana, I, I bend a knee. Oh, put those put here? those Werthers over the fire and turn them into like a nice crackled caramel. Oh, like, what are you doing here? Werthers cracklers. <laughs> you getting the floor all dirty? You're fresh child. What are you doing here? <laughs> she starts hitting honor. you with a cane to like. I want to look at the fire. Get out. Um, I do just just like old times. Just to show that, like, you know, time has passed, but things are the same as they ever were. I do try to steal some worthers from her pocket. Sweet. <laughs> um, what would that be? Sleight of hand? Yeah. Uh, 13? 13. Okay. I'm going to roll a dex check for her. <laughs> she doesn't have great dex, um, but she rolls a natural 19. You oh, reach no. in Ooh. to the worthers, and she's like a creaky old lady. Um, she. <laughs> Grabs your wrist. Oh, what are you doing in there? You still got it, Grandma. Name right, I still got it. The <laughs> great war is coming, and we need you. Uh, <laughs> you see, she takes out a Werther's. Take the candy, sweet child. Thank you, uh, Nana. I love you. Uh, kiss you on the cheek. <laughs> um, love you, Erlen. Beverly <laughs> 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 uh, throws it in the fire. <laughs> um, and um, you see your mom um, comes over to you, Bev, puts her arm around you and goes, um, we should talk in my room. Yeah, I think I think we should. Uh, you guys walk into the other room. Do um, I free reign in the kitchen? Uh, there's <laughs> there's sticky buns in the cupboards. Go wild. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be polite with them, though. We'll just, one or two, maybe. Damn, the sexual tension, <laughs> I ship it. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Um, so Martha, he has no intention of showing you respect. <laughs> you and your mom, Bev, um, sit on the bed in her room. Um, and she goes, "Honey, where where have you been? Where haven't we been, Mom? It's it's been wild. Well, I guess like I saw you and Galateron, and then you headed to Hillholm. But from there, we've been all over. We've been to Frostwind. Uh, we went to the Feywild. I saw. I think before I talk." I saw dad. 
You see she nods, and she goes, I know, honey. You know? Yeah. How? How, how can you know? Your, your father, he came to me in a dream. And it was, I don't know, I just, uh, I knew it was real. It, it, I, I could tell he was there, but he was different. And I knew he wanted to help me, but there was something cold and distant about him. I'm so glad I don't have to lie to you about this. Um, you see, uh, she puts her arm around you. Oh, honey. She gives you a kiss. Um, and she's, she's crying too. Um, I kind of let it out for a bit, but then I kind of like grab her by the shoulders in the way that like a kid does when they're like starting to get a little older and they're like about the same size as their parent. Yeah. And you kind of square up with them for the first time. And I'm like, I'm going to get him back. Bev, he, he told me that everything will be all right in the end if you do what needs to be done. And he said to go out near the tree uh, where you guys used to go fishing when you were a kid. Right. He said he left something for you there a long time ago. Okay. I'll go right now. I'll, I'll be here when you get back, hon. Cool. I, don't, I think I don't even let Balnor and Hard One know I'm going. Sweet. I'm going to town on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you find in there? Oh, dude, we got sticky buns. We got some. We got some some cold cuts. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, what's the deli meat situation like? Oh yeah, we got some really nice thin sliced <laughs> turkey. This is stocked. This is absolutely <laughs> stocked. It's stacked. A- after ba- after Balnor <laughs> said, look at the fucking lettuce. He's Christmas. making like way too much, big of a sandwich, just using like all of her lunch meat. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's so rude. Don't oh, be afraid. No, we can make fine. it a triple decker. She, <laughs> she said we could go to town. Uh, so Bev, you Scooby doing my mom's fridge. Is there a starch in here? Or... Um, Bev, you. You um, run out of the house. Um, you see the sun has gone down and it's night. Um, I light my sword. You light your sword. Um, you hear the sound of crickets. Um, all you see is the the white gray light from your sword. Um, the stars up in the sky. You're out in the country. And you see the moon reflecting off the pond um, where um, you and your dad used to go fishing. And you find this old oak tree um that's been there for for generations um you and erlin carved your names here when you guys were kids like um not necessarily you guys weren't in a relationship there so yeah. it wasn't like hard it was just like you just know like, like friend stuff and yeah. things like that you got and our dad, first pocket knives yeah mm-hmm. and you guys would like measure your heights and everything like mm-hmm. that and um you get near this tree and uh you see your amulet begins to glow as you step into the dirt near the tree. I kind of uh, let it pulse to try and kind of uh, suss where best to dig. Yeah, you find a spot where the amulet is almost too bright to look at. I keep looking at it and then I start to dig. Sweet, you dig and um, you're able to like use your shield to kind of do a wedge into the dirt and pull it back. Um, you're able to use spells. You can kind of like shield smite into the ground, just like <laughs> blowing the dirt out. Um, and eventually uh, you find a dirty old chest. Have I seen this chest before? Uh, you haven't seen it before. Okay. Does it have any names or engravings on it? 
Not on the chest, no. I ask because I'm hesitant to open it, but I think Beverly swallows his breath, grasps it, and then slowly opens the chest. Bev, you open the chest. It creaks. This is something that has clearly not been opened in a long time. This is either something your father buried a very long time ago or something that one of his grandparents did or something like that. Um, He never talked about this chest. You open the chest and you find inside an old leather-bound book. It's simple, unpretentious, and dusty. It's a deep red with gold writing that says a bestiary of devils and archdevils by the paladin Beverly Togold I. I dust it off. I stick my sword into the ground. I sit down and I start reading. You open it up and you see your father has given you a strategy guide on how to beat him. I have to look away so that the tears don't ruin the pages. And that's where we'll end our session. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. And, Heavy. Um, huh. Practically, the way that item is going to work, it's really fucking dope. Um, you're essentially going to get to look at like the monster manual stats of some of the like devils that have been around for a long time. Yo. That's cool, but so that makes me bad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> cheat, cheat. Seriously, bad, bad dad. Fun. Uh, <laughs> how to beat your wow. dad. This is going to be a fucking thick soda of a short rest. Seriously. Oh, oh I know. We Tell have so what. much to talk we about. Have so we have gosh. had a fucking day. Yeah, you guys want to hear some fucking crazy shit? Tune into this, the short rest to see what we <laughs> dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> and my, why Emily is the forever hero of the pod. <laughs> the oh, true yeah. audio queen. My goodness. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can listen to that short rest over on patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Oh. Don't sing yet. Oh, guys, darn. we got a bunch of shows coming up. Yeah. Sure do. Um, yeah. A bunch of these are probably going to be sold out by the time this has come out, but Sorry. we'll plug them all anyway. September 10th, we are going to be in Atlanta. September 11th, we are going to be in Philly. September 12th, we are going to be in New York. September 13th. New York Critty. Yes. New York Critty. Okay. Wow. September 13th, <laughs> we're going to be in Boston. And September 14th, we will be in, drum roll, everyone. Fritzburg, baby. Get tickets before they sell out. Um, they're over on nadpod.com slash live. Get those now. And guys, um, we have some other things to plug. Um, me and Emily have our book, Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Emergency, Into Your Emergency. Emergency Contacts, available on Amazon and on Audible. Valor is currently reading it to get with Martha Togold. Right on. I won't have this. <laughs> How oh, dare. Oh, Retract yeah. it. Retract it. <laughs> uh, and His Amazon review is going to be very favorable. <laughs> Swear to God, if this shows up in the Council this of Elders. This book got me laid. <laughs> Uh, you can watch Hot Date on uh, me and Emily's sketch show on Netflix. Uh, Caldwell, what do you got to plug? 
Um, oh, I want to plug uh, Drawfee this week. Um, we just Ooh. posted a new episode of Draga, which is the like Dungeons and Dragons adjacent drawing show that we do. Um, so if you're behind on that series or if you've been waiting for that episode, it is there for you now. YouTube.com slash Drawfee. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Jake, what do you got? I plug a new family business every week now. If you live in New Haven, go check out Olmo, the bakery and restaurant Ooh. where my sister works. It's wow. very cool. Oh, that's so cute. I want to go there. I love it. Very nice. All right, guys. Um, follow us on Twitter, at chmervisme, at calldiescaldwell, at Emily, at jakehart, which is Jake. Uh, and you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are. The youth of the nation, we are, we are, youth of the nation. Am I going to have to kill my dad? (laughs) (laughs) It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven, lives in a shed behind the mayor's mansion because Brad is too proud to mooch off the family fortune. Jay Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, hard one's gymspiration, though it's going to be hard to keep up with all of Jay Lomas's sick gains now that hard one is half-elf. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times, also surrounded by a positive attitude and a great group of friends. Danny P., Bahumia's resident artist, painted hard one's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. Fortunately for hard one, the portrait was destroyed when Iron Deep was attacked. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, including Melora, who does not like being referred to as a hero or a god, but does like a good pilsner. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bohemia. Secretly, Beardman Dan has an extremely small face that just makes their beard look really big, but don't tell anybody. Scott D. was also trapped in Galad's sword, but only got to reunite with their dentist, which kind of sucks. Hermes W., the Bad King, found Hard One's old vampire body and kicked it for being a pretender. Spartus served finger food at the grave robbers meeting. Not an evil wizard per se, but definitely complicit. Adam R., the R-rated assassin, does every kill in the nude, and yes, they've had a few close calls with the knife. Danielle the Dastardly Dame. Danielle is so dastardly she gives Denny advice on how to make passive income so he can continue to accumulate wealth without doing anything. Hugh C., a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias in Red, currently on the airship, comforting Erlen and threatening to kick Bev's ass. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician. Daniel is part of the Grave Robbers and spent a lot of time at Michael's getting all the material together for all those masks. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Balnor already put in a deposit so that Jordan will MC his wedding with Martha Togold. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and original Stormborn. That's right, Jeff changed his name to Stormborn along with Elias and Lydia back in the day, but really regrets it now that their thruple has broken up. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned crick architect, joined the other elves in defending Hillhome and crafted a bunch of neat shields out of bark. John S., a.k.a. Schubert the Mushroom, was consumed by Theala and is slowly taking over her body soon. Schubert will be Grand Emperor of Bohemia. Ryan M., Hard One's Ram, who was turned into a vampire when Hard One bit him. Ryan plans on biting Hard One, turning him back into a vampire, and totally undoing this episode. Elena C., one of the monster workers who elected to stay in the hell 
Temple Forge under Ember Heaven Castle. What can I say? Elena just loves the work. Michael McDee, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn. Now that the Chosen have taken over, Michael has been forced to make mocktails, but is kind of enjoying the challenge. Andrew M. can summon any well-trained dog at will simply by shouting the dog's name and offering it food. Victor T. Balnor's boy, whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Victor turned to the nine hells in desperation, and now he and Bev Sr. are kind of like a reverse Balnor Bev. Metal. Justin I., Pentagast's old roommate who moved out because he doesn't do dishes, only listens to new metal, and steals people's souls. Jacob C., a talking bug with a rich backstory that Moonshine callously ate during the meeting of the grave robbers. Elena M., Glad's cousin who got their deviated septum fix so they wouldn't sound so nasally when they yell for the light. Mick Pucks, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website, also helped Pendagost set up a kick-ass website on Angel Fire. Earl and Kathleen L, a little halfling couple who didn't even get woken up when the monsters invaded Hill Home. Because their house fell on them, R.I.P. Earl and Kathleen L. Jibe G, one of the Shadowfell monsters who went through the portal to the material plane and is trying to lay low. Currently in a very bad disguise interviewing for jobs in Gladeholm. Jostrich, the jock ostrich. Imagine an ostrich with a super cool pompadour and a letterman jacket. Just about the hottest ostrich you've ever seen, right? That's Jostrich. Daniel R, Ram Daniel's evil twin. Daniel is the complete opposite of Ram Daniel, which means they're terrible at climbing mountains, so we'll probably never catch any of their Ram enemies. Jennifer V has a V even more vicious than Cobb's. Their secret? Being reincarnated and hoping they end up as someone hot. Destin C, the dead gnome whose body Hard One was too shallow to inhabit. Sucks for Hard One because Destin C is super shredded and also the tallest gnome that ever lived, standing at 6 feet 8 inches tall. Devin B, the bodega lord. No matter how drunk you get, do not eat the tuna salad from Devin's store. It has been there for eons. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Sacarius de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Interestingly enough, Sergio Sergio has a pet snake with human patterns on its skin. Michael L., an elf who plays electric violin in the band Yellowbard. Their music is on regular rotation in the solo cup. Sam H., Alanis' dealer, and actively avoiding frantic speaking stone messages from Hard One about if they've got arcane. Do not respond, Sam. Trele, the crayfe who thinks the beach is just okay? I'm with you, Trele. It's relaxing and beautiful, yes, but hard to get to, and sand can be a lot. Aaron G., master of the banishment spell. Aaron orders pizza with every topping and then just banishes whatever they don't want. It truly simplifies the ordering process. Jory S., a jacked wizard, recently decided Fuck it, my jaw's chiseled as hell, and I'm done hiding it behind this huge beard. You look awesome, Jory. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Alucard actually does blood transfusions because they are constantly spitting blood into their victims. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own C-section. They also remove their mom's infected gallbladder on the way out just for the hell of it. Adam H., Vice Dark Lord of Shadowfell. It's mostly just a title with no real responsibility, but it's definitely a rung on the ladder to becoming Dark Lord. Ryan, Hard One's Ram. Ryan suffered only a flesh wound, which they called an honor, and is now back to full health. Happy to have given Hard One a small snack of their own 
blood. Thanks, Ryan. Big Buck, pregnant elk moonshine's elk and baby. Moonshine is so fertile that Big Buck is also pregnant. Richard F., after plunging into the Cragwater Abyss, Richard was born anew as a mighty kraken. Richard lived to 14 before the band of boobs hacked them to pieces in Shadowfell. Richard X Machina introduced the Crick to scratch off lottery tickets. To this day, no one has cashed in a winner, but it's only because Crick folk just enjoy scratching. Troy McSee, a halfling therapist who is currently helping Erlen work through some of his demons. The kid is developing trust issues, but Troy is doing everything they can to nip that in the bud. Cannibalistic Cthulhu is absolutely known to eat people, but what you might not know is they also have a sweet tooth. Cthulhu loves to have ice cream after eating your loved ones. Sam L, a dwarf with a beard, so long they can wear it as clothing but sam has is done trying to use it as shoes last time they tried that they stepped in dog shit Dom R, a soda genasi. Dom has gotten rich off of bottling themselves and adding just a hint of pomplamoose. I'll drink Dom all day. Josh S, the revived cyborg version of Josh the Kobold. Robot Josh is made of iron so heavy that Moonshine wouldn't. Oh no, wait, yeah, she just threw him off a tower. Blitzbrig Dimitri, owner of Dorger's Big Borger. Dimitri just opened up a drive-thru but had to remove a full wall of their restaurant because that Borger ain't fitting through a friggin' window. Caleb Storm, cupbearer in Cords Great Hall, also bearer of Cords Cords. Caleb is amazing at keeping Cords Speaking Stone charged. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia, did the score for their latest flick, and all critics agreed it was an utter disaster. Mike H., a stage mage, kind of like David Copperfield, only Mike's magic will fully kill you. Kevin S., a centaur that exclusively wears heelys. Kevin's favorite party trick is to skate in circles and say they're horsing around. Matthew a trinity fail food scientist who is doing everything they can to make Butterfinger BBs a little less rich and dense. Everyone loves them, but they're not flying off the shelf fast enough because you are full for weeks after consuming just one. Godspeed, Matt. Samuel B., a rogue who sneaks into every Nick C. movie and has never been caught. A movie is being made of Samuel's life, and it will star Nick C., and Samuel will see it for free. Tilford G., author of the hit children's book and movie, Elfgar Goes Punch, also helped Beverly Togold I write his book about how to kill Beverly Togold IV. Guardian of the Light, Zach H., Bohemia's only Keyblade wielder. Zach also has a fob, which is way less deadly, but lets them get into their garage. Curtis S. lived in the gem before Pendergreens. It's actually Curtis's George Foreman in there, and Curtis wants it back. Colton B., an elf who fought alongside Egwene, and who Egwene said actually didn't suck super bad, which is the equivalent of getting a purple heart. Jens Christian T., a Trinstagram star who just challenged Jens Lindell to a televised dance battle. First one to botch a move and expose their genitals automatically forfeits. Gay Gem, a Shadowfell monster who made it through the portal and then instantly deserted their post, currently laying low in Smuggler's Bounty, waiting for this whole war with Theala thing to blow over. Aaron C., the deceased gnome whose body hard one refused to reincarnate into, currently floating in the afterlight equivalent of a dwarfenage, waiting patiently for a new host. Montana Monarch, a Feywild butterfly best known for their catchphrase, Collector of the Nectar. Ellen D., the fiercest woman in Bohemia, Ellen wields a six-foot broadsword that's so wide it doubles as 
her kitchen table upon which she serves the flesh of her foes and also sometimes guac. TJM, the gnome barbarian. One punch from TJ's mighty miniature fist will give even the strongest of foes a charlie horse. RPKB, R2-D2's less helpful cousin, hangs out with a bronze humanoid robot who cleans bathrooms for a living. Their name? P-Sweepio. Taylor S, aka Trash the Traveler, basically the Travelocity gnome of Bohemia, and honor and privilege they do not take lightly. Anime Intellect has Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z's phone number, but is super cool about it. Zolo Dolo, Kid Cobalt's bodyguard, uh, who is too busy hooking up with the Triss who rejected Hard One to stop their boss from getting bitten. Joshua C, a Bohemian folk legend. All children know that if they don't finish their dinner, Joshua C. will eat their dad, which may seem like overkill, but you can't argue with the results. Larissa J., owner of the mythical one-sided die, rolling this die will bring about the apocalypse and cause the world itself to critically fail. Dylan CM, the wannabe DM, a person who hates playing and only wants to be the dungeon master, aka the hero this world needs. Kelvin Noodles, the pasta elemental, fires incredibly hot orbs of meat at their foes. Upon a hit, if the enemy proclaims that that's a spicy meatball, they add 12d6 of damage. B-Money, Balnor's hip-hop alter ego, invented a new dance move that's sweeping Bohemia called the Tuna Melt. Andrew A. runs the shelter where Erdan adopted a skeleton cat. Don't worry, though, it was dead when he got it. J. Former owner of the graphic scroll shop in Hillhome and current owner of a fat insurance payout. Heartless Master, sworn enemy of the heartful master, a man whose only crimes are caring too much and also stealing and eating people's hearts. CC Lulu, maker of Shay's favorite yoga pants, they dissolve sweat even after hours of intense trancing. Paul B, Akarat's assistant, Paul is in charge of cleaning the eye sockets of all the anti-paladins. The trick is use a scented oil and also not have a gag reflex. Barnsinator, the strongest barn in all of Bohemia, only the buffest of cows, swellest of chickens, and most shredded of pork may dwell within their walls. Shane M, a dwarf who runs the Iron Deep Iron Depot. It's a store that specializes in raw metals, but they also have a lovely selection of succulents. Yasmin, aka the Yasmanian Devil. Yasmin is an archdemon sworn to Ilsed. Their main job is to pretend to lose its sports to Akarat. Trigger Happy, Old Cobb's ancestor and the original Crick gunslinger. Before Trigger came along, everyone at the Crick just threw guns like boomerangs. Eric G, inventor of the spell Eric's Huge Hut. It's like Liam and tiny hut except this hut is way smaller on the inside sure it might be impractical but it's also stupid jackalope oddity a strange creature that's currently being served for dinner at the frostwind dwarfenage zach c recently pulled off the biggest bank heist the crick has ever seen that's right seven brown leaves aiden r the bossy genasi who loves to watch degrassi refusing to watch this beloved canadian drama with aiden will spell your doom jeremy r the bartending assassin for the ss stormborn jeremy keeps all their alcohol and sky blue bottles and all their poison in cerulean ones this has never backfired and is in fact a good plan ellie k runs a salvage ship that dredges lakes for sacred artifacts ellie found like 15 cursed rings of power just last week Luke H, a cobbler who polymorphs people instead of actually making boots. It turns out leather in Bohemia is expensive. Ritterin, Kaka's new master. Ritterin is a kanku who calls themselves Kaka's mother, and honestly, it's a little creepy. I'm Hopeless, a down-on-their-luck adventurer who is currently hanging out at the Hungry Trout Tavern waiting for someone to give them a quest. Here's hoping some frogs steal some teens. Timmy R, Pentagast's high school bully who turned him into a total monster. We have you to thank for all his angst. 
Timmy. Alex M, a tiny spider who got sucked into the Shadowfell portal only to be squished by Martha Togold. Sorry, Alex. Cassandra MHP, aka Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra has such high constitution they can just hop back and forth through the Shadowfell portal all day without barfing. Cody John H, the big monster that Galad built the bone throne from. Nice bones, Cody. Aaron RS once ate two Butterfinger BBs, a feat that caused Onyx to faint and Nyak to vomit. Lucas B, a drunken monk who recently got sober and now sucks at fighting. Hit the sauce, Lucas. Ruben A, one of the Allah's angels who became disillusioned and left the church but got to keep the wings. Cool. Jordan L, a tuba player who performed at Gemma and JV's wedding. Jordan also played music for the betting ceremony, which was honestly unnecessary. Lori S. recently polymorphed their landlord into a shoe, which was funny at first, but now they have to pay rent to a shoe. Jay Parker, the first player to hit a so-so sick trick playing the giant shredder game at Smuggler's Bounty. Unfortunately, it was so sick that a glitch trapped them in the game forever. Austin C., the Jester Mage, a sorcerer who imbues items with wild magic and wreaks havoc on the world. Hard One is deeply interested in meeting them, mostly because they definitely have arcane. Austin MR, aka the Butcher known as Bonesaw. Contrary to their name, actually butchers all their meat with their own teeth. Just a pissed off Triss, aka Touch It, no longer under the Bear Prince's spell, but decided they liked the Sisterhood of Trisses and is traveling the Feywild finding new sisters for the Tristerhood. Kaylee Elise, the honey queen with a heart of gold. It's not a euphemism. Kaylee's heart is 24 carat and diamond studded. Dave H, Balin the Bard, a traveling bard that follows the band of boobs around singing the tales of their exploits, puts out a hat for tips, but it's actually a hat of holding and they are loaded. Kelvin, a traveling doggomancer giving out doggies, tried to give one to Moonshine, but Pawpaw got real competitive. Devin W, a half-orc who fights with a spork, and guess what their shield is? That's right, a pizza box. Their AC is very low. Chris H, also running to become the Dark Lord of Shadowfell, started a smear campaign against the Widow claiming that Lydia is soft on monsters. Shinoa B, a tricky child who took the actor feat, but only to help them fake sick to get out of school. Nick S, aka Old Crick Nick, the strangest guy at the Crick, lives on the outskirts of town with their pet rat and is rumored to possibly be everyone's daddy. Sam H, the half-elf who gave Hard One their body. Sam, we think you look great no matter how much Hard One takes it for granted. Quinn G, a fire genasi who would like to remind everyone that it is impolite to light your cigarette on a fire genasi without asking first. Jared E, Bubbles veterinarian. And yes, before you ask, Jared is a vet that specializes in zombie pets. Doobie Ashtray, Egwene's aerosmith who has a bunch of poison-dipped arrows waiting for her next time she levels up. Brian, Pendagos' former roommate made Pendagos take his pull-up bar down because he never used it and Pendagos threw a fit. Dak Alpha, the drunk monk and enlightened drunken master water genasi, can't visit California during drought season because everyone keeps trying to drink them. Her Majesty Claudette, the royal kitten of Glateron, more than just a cute pet, Her Majesty Claudette is also the Minister of Finance. Carborough, Chapel Hill, FPV, a rogue who's amazing at hiding everything but their emotions, can conceal their entire body in broad daylight but can't pretend they're not mad when they aren't invited to game night. Persephone was next in line for reincarnation after Hard One and got stuck with the gnome body Hard One rejected. And finally, Prince of Ravens. Contrary to their name, Prince of Ravens is actually a human who lords over a birdbath full of ravens. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. You can head on over to our Patreon to listen to our short rest. Thank you to all of our subscribers. Thank you to all of our Council of Elders. We'll catch you guys next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.